0: We have the a gun. reputation to ask tough questions and piss some people like you off. That's and my including reputation. Including de- de- dead people who I'm going to stand oh, up for. Oh, them. trust me. We are standing up for them more than you are Let's standing see. up for them.
1: Hey, what's up, folks? Special guest Bobby Sauce joins today to talk about the fact that Anthony Weiner, for some reason, went on Patrick Bet-David's podcast and was confronted on multiple topics, including the theory around the Clinton body count.
0: Why All is right. that
1: a story that people, many people believe in? Why how, is that? Are the Clintons in their 70s yet? Holy smokes we're gonna react to that and also mayor Eric Adams saying that they've reached full capacity for illegal immigration
0: we stated several months ago that we have reached full capacity and that full capacity was verbalized and now New York is just going to be visually actualized
1: I don't want to keep you guys waiting dream rare podcast starts now It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Dream Rare Podcast. I'm here with special guest Bobby Sauce. Thanks for joining.
0: My pleasure. Glad to be back.
1: Yeah, so we're going to play this clip. It's a longer clip. I didn't want to get copyright stricken, but I did want to just show a gist of what happened. A few things happened on Patrick Bed David's podcast. For some reason, Anthony Weiner went on and Patrick confronted him about the Clinton body count, quote unquote, conspiracy theory, end quote, asterisk, uh, you know, question mark. Uh, here it is. And then we'll respond to it.
0: You better get back to that list because we're going to clear some people's names today. My question for you is that the reputation that follows them is people close to them die. Why is that a story that many people believe in? Why? How is it so many people people close close to to everybody dies? How is it so many? Are you suggesting? Okay, I'm asking the question. You're asking a bizarre question. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you guys can watch the full clip on uh, Patrick Bat David's PBD podcast, or I think it's on the Valuetainment thing. He had a live stream with Anthony Weiner, who I apparently has a radio show. I haven't seen in a while, but you watched a longer clip of that. What happened?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, this guy like went into the Lions Den, which is absolutely hilarious. First of all, that Patrick invited him on, and secondly, that he was dumb enough to come on. But the guy is like a total. The guy's like a total narcissist. And Patrick basically just asked him, you know, you have this, you have this reputation of being close to the Clinton's orbit. You know, why is it? He's like, we all have a reputation that kind of precludes us. He's like, why is the Clinton's reputation that people around them die? And he wasn't, (laughs) he wasn't saying that, that they did anything. He's just like, why is that? And the guy just had this like very, very kind of visceral and emotional reaction where he got loud and hot. And it's like, you, you, this, Bill Clinton officiated his wedding they was he was very close to him for many many years his wife his wife was basically Hillary's like right hand woman for many years and she actually said in in this documentary that um in the documentary that he was that if she had another daughter it would be Huma Abedin which is his wife so it's like she was basically a family member and this guy was in their orbit for many years and is also a scumbag and was scumbag adjacent so Basically, Patrick was like, if anybody was to be able to answer this question, it would be you and your reputation is garbage. So I believe there's some dirt there. And then he reacted like that.
1: It seems like people like Anthony Weiner. Now I call it like the Hunter Biden hubris. You know, every the joke is on us, because no matter what Hunter Biden does, it doesn't matter if all his teeth are there or he has no teeth. It doesn't matter if it's coke, crack weed i saw i saw a picture of a, apparently his lawyer smoking a bong outside of the window like yeah in, off the street when when he was there allegedly it's like hunter doesn't care because the joke is on everyone else it doesn't matter what he does nothing ever happens and he gets a slap on the wrist so it feels like anthony weiner has that kind of like the way people have fu money he has fu power where he's like you can know everything about me uh, it's not gonna change I'm still out here I'm still on a radio show I'll still yell at you yeah
0: and and it like it's to the point where it's like that that photo of, of Hunter's lawyer smoking the book like Hunter could have been naked firing shots into the air and like nothing would happen. But the thing that's interesting about this podcast with Anthony Weiner, which I would encourage everybody to go watch is there's a documentary that was made about Anthony Weiner in 2016. And I think it's called Weiner. and it documents <laughs> it documents his 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 supposed political comeback. So it basically starts out talking about how he was essentially exiled from political life and then two years later. Later, because of the sexting scandal and then two years later he decided to film a documentary of him running for the mayor of New York City and it shows people giving him a second chance and then all of a sudden right in a couple days before the election all this these additional uh text message people start dropping not even the underage girl that he went to prison from just additional people that he was doing this with proving that he was lying and if you actually watch the documentary you see his nervous tics and his um, and his behavior when they're calling him out on things that are actually really happening that he's lying through his teeth about. And only the people watching the documentary know it, but you see him do press hits. And if you watch what he did with Patrick, he has the exact same emotional reactions, the exact same tics, the exact same cues that he had in the documentary when he was lying straight up. So it's very telling about this if you watch that documentary as well and you see like what he's really hiding. It's, it's very, very weird.
1: Interesting, Patrick's bold man because he's like, I'm I'm here to piss people like you off, and I'm I'm like, you know, Anthony Weiner does not look up, uh, looks upset. He does not look happy, and it's crazy that he did that. And apparently, I'm I guess I'm living under a rock, or or I live on the internet and I don't really listen to radio, but he Anthony Weiner has a radio show.
0: Yeah. So, and again, and one more thing I want to add before I forget. Anthony Weiner comes on the Patrick Bet David podcast, probably the first time the guy's been trending in, in many years. The guy knows that Patrick has millions and millions of followers, which they discuss on the podcast. And, and at the very end of the podcast, in the last 20 minutes, he goes, Patrick was like, you know, you kind of came in here pretty arrogant this morning. And, the other, and Patrick's other co-host was like, you kind of came in like a douchebag. And Patrick said that when the guy walked into the studio to shoot the podcast, when he went to shake Patrick's hand, he said, what's your name?
1: Oh, he was, didn't even know Patrick's name.
0: Well, he pretended he didn't know Patrick's name, but he he, he the first thing he said to him is, "What is your name?" And he's like, he was at Patrick met David Studios for the Patrick met David podcast, and, and, he, <laughs> and he knew, and he, and he knew that he was he flew he like traveled flew there specifically to do it, and was leaving the next day. Knew he had millions of followers, and then Anthony Weiner lied, did a perfect dude the perfect political move. He was like, no, no, no. I was only asking your name because I wanted to see if people call you Patrick or Pat. And then Patrick goes, yeah, but the next question you asked me was, do you go by Patrick or Pat? So if you knew my name, you could, if you were really asking that, you would have just said, do you go by Patrick or Pat? Instead of pretending like you didn't know my name. And he caught him right in a lie, right in real time. It's just a perfect illustration of how much this guy sucks.
1: And Patrick Um, called him out on his, like live on the podcast.
0: Yes. It was like, (laughs) yeah, it was in the last like 20 minutes. And he was like, I apologize for that. I apologize for that. He's like, I'm real. He's like, you're right. You're right. I apologize for that. As a man, do you accept my apology? I apologize for that. It was like, dude, the apology and like Patrick accepted it, but it's just like that is the tone, you know. Imagine if I was coming on your podcast. Imagine if it was called the Anomaly Podcast with Anomaly at Anomaly Studios, and I was just like, "Oh, what's, your, like, what's <laughs> yeah?" Your name? yeah like... It's like it's on the wall, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, and didn't he say or didn't he say that he was going to just like see how Patrick did it or something? Is that was that in the podcast or too?
0: Yeah, he. Anthony basically suggested he was like, Oh, you know, he's like, I'm kind of only here to see how you guys like market the podcast. That's what he said. And then, like, <laughs> every single thing that this guy said, he contradicted later in the podcast. If you watch the whole thing, he's going like, imagine a oh, good, yeah. Good. He he does so he does morning Patrick or um Wiener does morning AM radio. Does morning AM radio, a uh, terrestrial radio. And they're, he's like, oh, I'm only here to see how you guys market it. And they go, are you on YouTube? And he's like, nah, nah, I don't do YouTube. They're like, you don't have a YouTube, dude? <laughs> it's like, you're not trying to see how we're marketing this. Like, The guy's just uh. completely full of it. And they caught him in it so many times. It was, it was hilarious
1: i would be sussed out just having him like he's like he's like scaling the place and he's like oh i'm doing this because i want to see how you do it and they're like do you do what i do it no 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 do you want to do it i do no 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 i'm just just looking around seeing how you do it i'd be I dude i have i have a security guard looking at him 24 7 but uh yeah he's like like,
0: who are you what's your name
1: (laughs) so you came in to get roasted like you took all that like a public roasting just to see how he did the studio but you don't even really want to do it yourself I'm not surprised he's not on YouTube because AM radio or whatever he's on terrestrial radio, you don't really have comments. There's no comment section on the radio. But if you had a YouTube channel for it, there'd be a comment section. And most of those comments would probably not be what he would want them to be. So I'm not shocked that he doesn't have a public uh, channel.
0: He said that it was because he was he said it was because he wants to sell ads on the AM radio. And he doesn't want to reduce the ad buys and reduce the revenues that get generated through the AM radio station by like fragmenting the audience across all these other things, which is like fair. But at the same time, it's like, why is the guy doing it right it's like he's a pure narcissist like through and through the guy like is willing to lie is willing to get caught in a lie lie again and then here come back again and act like he has the moral high ground to suggest that patrick is bad for asking a question when he's out here going to prison for sexting like a 16 year old it's like the guy the guy sucks like pure pure and simple how whom listens to this guy's radio and and even worse buys ads on it is, is mind-blowing to me <laughs>
1: And how many big radio stations or all radio stations, everybody wants presence on YouTube. Everybody wants presence on Facebook from the breakfast club to like Howard Stern and stuff. So that sounds like a good excuse, but I don't buy it that it's because of that, because I, I would think that if you did ads and it did go on YouTube and your YouTube channel did really well, that would only raise your value of who was willing to pay what.
0: But Yeah, I, I don't, I think that your, your point about the comments and the engagement is probably why, where it's like AM radio, you fire out the, you fire it out. Only older people are going to listen to it. It has a limited amount of money and he can just do his thing there. It's like, he's not interested in disseminating the message or changing his image. He's just a narcissist and, and saw a possibility to, to grab money, I think.
1: And in that podcast, did he say, cause a lot, I saw a lot of people commenting that even on Twitter that the radio network that he's on is like a more right leaning network by nature. Did he explain exactly like what radio um, company gave him a shot on that podcast?
0: He just said that, um, that, The radio station was started by John Katzmatidis, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, who was a a guy that grew up in New York, started a, um, a, a chain of grocery stores and is very involved in political happenings up there and specifically Republican happenings. And I guess they're trying to make it a kind of like a center right type of radio station. But on the podcast, Anthony said that he's basically the only thing that's left and i think that's actually kind of funny because it's like yeah we're center right because we have a guy on the left and they have like the literal worst person on the left imaginable so i think that would i think that's good (laughs) strategically
1: right and with fox news when they brought donna brazil on they're like we need more liberals we'll get donna brazil you're like didn't she wasn't she disgraced like they did, did she get kicked out of the democratic party or did she resign i don't like with the scandal there do you remember
0: I don't I don't remember but I remember them like disowning her when she decided to go over there. It's it's basically like having like Dylan Mulvaney be like your guest host on Fox basically to balance it out. It's like let's get the right. worst possible representation.
1: Right. I don't know if you had to choose Dylan Mulvaney or uh Anthony Weiner to have to like balance out <laughs> your political spectrum, who would you choose?
0: I would honestly choose Dylan Mulvaney to be completely <laughs> honest with you because at the very least the This person like seems like a like a happy, generally a happy person, and not like a completely creepazoid weirdo. And here's the thing: it's like Dylan Mulvaney may be a creepazoid weirdo, but Anthony Weiner is a proven creepazoid weirdo, like imprisoned sex offender, creepazoid scumbag. So I would take the not sure if it's a scumbag over the definite scumbag for sure.
1: Patrick is really good at getting left wing people on the show. I think it's because he's got a really like interesting past. He's not Ben Shapiro. He's not as well known for being just conservative. He's a he's a businessman. He own I think he's a minority owner in the Yankees now. So I remember when Neil deGrasse Tyson went on his show and just got lit up. And same Neil even went on Dale Big show, which I was impressed with. But you know I think some people walk into it thinking. Well, this guy's different, but although Patrick's maybe not as well known for being a Republican or Republican, he, I think he asks better questions than a lot of other podcasts. So they think they're going to get softballed and get some sort of like normie guy, but Patrick seems to always be excited to have him there and really doesn't have any fear. I think with someone like Anthony Weiner, that's that well-connected when he gets mad, like there's certain people that just creep me out like him and the Podesta, like, you know, they're like, I'm mad. Like he's like, I'm getting mad. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, but Patrick doesn't care at all. He's like, okay, that's what I do. Deal yeah. with it. It's like, yeah. Whoa.
0: I feel like it's almost like you can, you can almost like trick them in if you're a likable person, generally speaking. And if you, and if it doesn't seem like an attack, even though it like, for lack of a better word is because when you think about it, it's like you got Sanjay Gupta to go on Joe Rogan. You know, you got Peter Hotez to go on Joe Rogan. You got these people that are just objectively just completely off the deep end. Now again, Rogan kind of plays the middle. So, Who's to say? But I guess Patrick is kind of doing the same thing. And actually, Rogan has acknowledged him being good at that. So I guess that's the secret secret angle. Don't be so definitive in your position. And you can get those people to come on and then get blasted in front of a live studio audience. That's the thing that's funny. It's like because I was watching it and I'm like, this guy's going to get up and leave like you got to if you're that upset and you really think it's that offensive, you just dip. What do you need it for? It's not like he's paying you. I mean, I assume he's not paying it, but it's like you would just leave. You would get up and leave, but it's like there's all these people there. It's you're in the guy's building. You're yeah. in the Patrick David building. It's like so you almost, good on him for not leaving, but
1: Yeah, I I don't want to give them like full blown respect, but there's to to go in front of a live audience and shoot a podcast knowing what you did. Pretty wild. Uh, Someone wrote, I want a a super chat. Thank you, the Debster for the super chat. Someone wrote, I watched your stream rare link of the PBD podcast. I want my 17 minutes back garbage, in my opinion. Well, you know, I don't know if I agree, but thanks for clicking on streamrare.com. That's me and Bobby's website. So, you know, Bobby wrote an article about the clinton body count conspiracy theory uh, confrontations so to speak and uh thank you for clicking on it and and watching it
0: yeah i mean all we did was share a segment of the show that was particularly spicy so it's not really our fault it's like if you clicked on it what did you think was gonna be? <laughs> like, what did you well think no they like-
1: just they just said they watched it and they didn't like it i mean i i honestly i didn't watch the full nineteen seventeen 17 minutes that's why i brought bobby on because he's oh. a little more knowledgeable about it but no i don't think they're mad at our site it's just they didn't like the clip as long as you like me and bobby that's fine you know then we don't care
0: oh, like didn't like the clip like didn't like what the guy said or didn't like that or just didn't want to see it because it's like it's not like know. it's not like we were like 17 minutes of you know, of cute dogs. And it's just like Wiener oh. going nuts.
1: Well, that's entertainment though. It's like, you know, someone could watch a movie and not like it. So I, maybe they didn't like it because of Anthony Wiener, maybe they just don't like Patrick's podcast, but uh-huh. you know, t- teach their own. All as right. long, as long as you write a five-star review about how dazzling me and Bobby are, then, then we'll forgive you. But yeah, now it's, you could think what you want. So the second star I want to get into real quick is a uh, mayor, Eric Adams. He's now a poet. I'll call him Eric Edgar Allen Poe, or Ed, uh, Eric Allen Poe. I'm trying to think of a funny way to put that, but he says, you know, the cup doth runneth over with illegal immigrants, and he just has no, you know, no more capacity.
0: We stated several months ago that we have reached full capacity. And that full capacity was
1: verbalized, and now New York is just going to be visually actualized. Uh, We're going to see how much of our cup has basically runneth over. We have no more room in the
0: city, and we need help.
1: Someone said Eric Adam Poe. Exactly, there you go. You know, doth doth runneth over with illegals. We have no more room. Send them back or or get them out of here. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I don't think that's how the cup runneth over like phrase is supposed to work. I think it's supposed to be like an abundance of of good. But it's just funny. I I find it very funny how these politicians are so slippery and slimy with the double speak. It's like, you told them to come Everybody, any person with even the slightest bit of rational understanding knows that you guys are already struggling for a multitude of reasons. And you're just going to welcome all of these people in, not only welcome in, but encourage them in and then get all of the good boy points and the theoretical morality points for doing so. And then make this like sad press conference where you're scratching your arm and showing your nervous tell because, you know, you're full of it. Just like Wiener. It's like he's like scratching his arm like a, like a kid would do if they were telling a lie.
1: Right. And I think everybody knows, including the voters, like I would think at least 90 percent, like if you asked average people on the street or voters, which party wants to curb illegal immigration? It's the Republican Party. Which party welcomes them in? Which party is open arms? Which party wants to tear down the wall like Beto O'Rourke? It's the Democrats. So this idea that he's like, you know, that we don't have the space. Yeah, Of course you don't. But like, what do you think is happening in Arizona and Texas? And although I, I understand why people say, Why are they sending them to New York? Why are they sending them to Martha's Vineyard? Why don't they just send them back? The laws are prohibiting them from doing that. Well, I I agree that they probably should, but the best part of them sending them to New York is now we get Eric Adams, who's uh, Eric Adam Poe, saying that that the cup doth runneth over. He has no room, and it's just exposing that, you know, if it's that bad in New York, then I can't imagine how it is in Yuma and a lot of these border towns. Yeah, because...
0: but that's because the only the only institution that can that can deport people is the federal government so if they won't do it a governor can't deport you and you and really you wouldn't want a governor to have the power to deport you out of the country entirely so right. it's a good thing but They they said with open arms like this is a sanctuary city and they it's like you can't you can't collect all of the fake morality points and all of the good boy points and all of the all of the votes and all of the admiration by saying that you're the that you saying that you're a sanctuary city and then and then then also get clapped by it and pretend like it's like, you don't know where it's coming from. They do it because they value the political clout more than they value the execution of what's actually going to happen as a result, because all of these politicians for the most part, especially, especially leftist ones, they're complete narcissists. And the only thing that they care about is being famous, having power and getting rich. And Eric Adams is one of the worst wearing his his shiny shoes and, and and smiling from ear to ear at the Met Gala and and hobnobbing with people and trying to be their pal. It's like, do your job. You don't need to be like you're not a celebrity. No one really likes you. They just like right. you, le- le- they just they just dislike you less than the next idiot that's
1: running as well. And I think that most politicians are narcissists, but especially on the left, like we'll talk about the right in a second. I love to do that as people know. But on the left, like at least on the right, it's easier to to fake and pretend because there's actually some pretty solid like sensible things that you could kind of grasp. And you're like, oh, that makes sense. That's like basic common sense. But on the left, they're so dishonest in the modern era. Like Bill Clinton would be considered a far right extremist if he came out and acted like every Democrat used to act in the 1990s. They weren't that fake back then. They just weren't. Now you have to be a narcissist to be Gavin Newsom. Like you got to know that, you know, it's trying to find Temecula and send them like children, gay books and stuff like acting like that's free speech. Like he doesn't know what he thought seven years ago. They don't know how a border wall works. They don't know how immigration works. Of course they know. They all know. Eric Adams knows. Gavin Newsom knows. You could see it in his glassy villain eyes that he he's not like. You know, he's like an empty soul, just kind of like mocking himself as he's speaking, like he knows exactly what he's doing. So yep. I think all politicians or most are, are very narcissistic. But in order to be a Democrat in this point, your whole life has to be hypocrisy and you have to play stupid. I mean, if you even suggest that like, you know, a biologically born man shouldn't play like women's sports, then like that's too far. So you even have to curb your thoughts about that or else you're kicked out of the club. So they they must just be such terrible people at this point.
0: Yeah. Well, I think what they've realized, it's like the free market, love it or hate it, but the politics is the free market just the same way. It's like they have realized that politics is nothing more than marketing and branding. It's not about execution. It's not about the product. It's like, it's like, it's like buying a, it's like buying a product off the internet with no return policy. It's like by the time it gets to your house, if it tastes like shit, you like you're stuck, you're out of options. What they do is they are like, They know that as long as they can win marketing and branding wise, it doesn't matter what actually happens. So long as you can convince them, you can convince them in the um, in the public eye that you have done more good things than bad. So they don't care what actually happens. All they care is that they have more things that look good than don't. And it's a pure marketing game, I think, at this point
1: right and on the left i think there's not that much truth going on so they have to be super fake and even on the right i was laughing because uh you know matt Getz a few days ago was like bashing desantis and being like oh desantis's speeches are so boring and i'm like Bro, you're not, you kind of talk like DeSantis. You know, like Matt, I would say Matt Getz and DeSantis are very similar, where like they're not the fakest people in politics, but Matt Getz is by no means like the smoothest talker. He sounds like a car salesman too, like he's selling me something at the door. So he's like mocking, you know, his governor, which is fine, whatever. But then within the next three days of him doing that, he's bragging with his wife about being at a Joe Biden lunch. He's like, look, Joe Biden bought me lunch. Like he's hobnobbing with all the Democrats. And, and everyone was like, is this a parody? Are you serious? And then the next day they're at the Barbie premiere looking all mm-hmm. cute, like they want, want to be celebrities. But anyway, they, they tweet, you know, don't don't let the trans thing in the movie stop you from, you know, looking at how, how Margaret Robbie. And And then I'm laughing because it's like, Personally, I don't really care what you do. I'm not going to cry about it, but now the culture war doesn't matter. Let's cry about Bud Light, but let's go see Barbie because me and my wife want to we want to be celebrities and who cares because there's a hot girl in the movie and it's like, okay, so now the whole culture war just doesn't matter because you want to be on a red carpet with your wife. Like, you know, these people are sometimes just as fake as the left. They're just like it's easier to be fake on the right because there's better things to cling to that are a little bit more sensible.
0: Yeah, as long as you yell the slogans it doesn't matter what you do as long as you yell them in the right place at the right time, it doesn't matter. And like, and like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know Matt Gates personally. I don't know his wife. I don't know if they're, they're They seem to be nice people from everybody that I've talked to. I don't know, but it's like they were taking pictures on the red carpet at what appeared to be a premiere, which means they were invited to it, like invited to it separately to help build hype for it and took photos in it. So it's like, even if you say this is the worst movie ever, while you're in front of the banner, you're posting a photo in front of the banner. Couldn't you have just said, should, couldn't you have just not gone at all? Or, or could you have gone, are you going specifically for the purpose of research? And then in that case, why take the picture at the banner? It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't add up. And at the same time, it's like, we know what Hollywood does. It's like, could did you assume that they were going to somehow be it was going to be good somehow. All of a sudden, when all of the when all of the players are involved and they do bad things all the time, I don't. No, know, they just... were
1: they were promoting it. They said, "Don't let the trans thing stop you from seeing this movie." Like they're basically telling conservatives, "Don't not see this movie because of the left wing agenda in it." I don't know what's in it because I could care less about it whether it's there or not. Sorry, I'm not Barbie's. Uh, I'm not the target market. You it, know.
0: <laughs> well, apparently, apparently, his wife came out today and said to not see it to oh, okay. to 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 boycott it in fact oh. because of the because it's like a basically like a feminist something or other and it's like oh. I, why post the picture in front of the premiere why go to the premiere at all it's like can't we assume that that's probably what it was going to be what's the last time you saw a mainstream hollywood movie not do that
1: yeah i don't know yeah, it's just pretty funny, but yeah, I don't. I, I saw them say that not to like don't let that stop you, but maybe now they they flip flopped on it with the like the slogan thing. I I want to read a a tweet from like Vivek Ramaswamy, and then. I, I said something pretty funny. He said, truth, God is real. There are only two genders. Human flourishing requires fossil fuels. Number four, reverse racism is racism. Number five, an open border is no border. Number six, parents determine the education of their gender. Number seven, the nuclear family is the greatest form. And I said, "And I, I said, chat GPT, can you list seven phrases conservatives <laughs> want to hear? And we'll cheer on a, a farmer bro who repeats them like a car salesman. Like straight up, you can get this in the chat GPT, just asks what seven things are. And the reason I say that for people who watch my last two videos, I don't care if people grow and learn, but you have to understand in politics, like, do you think Gavin Newsom doesn't know he's lying? Of course he knows he's lying. Everything he says is a lie. Everything Eric Adams says is a lie. Everything. You think Pelosi, she was born in probably like the 30s or 40s. You think she thinks there's a thousand genders? She knows she's lying. But when you play politics, you say what your base wants to hear. That's my interpretation of Vivek. I'm looking at who he was. He's a pharma bro. His company's doing deals with Pfizer. He His data vent company was doing a COVID-19 database and doing NIH deals with the government. And then he's out here saying, I'm just so anti-government that I'm the right-wing Barack Obama. I'm so against the government that I, I was pro-mask even when the government was pro-mask. Like, dude, if you say, I'm a pharma bro. I was wrong because I was just a normal fence sitting farmer, bro. And I was pro mask and I was shilling the vaccine like everyone else. And I've learned my lesson. I'm not that guy anymore. I would believe him. But if he says the reason I was doing it is I'm just so libertarian, he's lying. Just like Gavin Newsom's lying. It's just easier to lie to right wingers because you just have to chat GPD seven (laughs) phrases. I'm not doing it to hate him. I just don't believe him. I don't. I think he's totally I think he's the Gavin Newsom, Barack Obama of the right, just saying exactly what you want to hear knowing damn well he doesn't really like you know connect to it like you saying
0: yeah no i I agree with that assessment as well, and it's unfortunate because again, it's like they all understand that it is nothing more than marketing and branding, and that if you say something, the difficult, the amount of time that it takes for somebody to discover the truth in that statement is effort that the majority of people don't want to make. So what I think people do is they see what they say, then they take that message and they fire it off to people in their immediate social circle to see how they react. If they contest them on it, they're like, ah, I don't, you know, I don't know, and. Maybe maybe they want to learn maybe they don't but if they agree with them maybe because they don't know either then you just get this self-fulfilling loop of everyone being like yeah he is he is a good candidate i saw that he's doing well he said this it's like right. but did you look into that and then on top of it it's like if you give him the pass for this thing then why are you going to criticize x y or z candidate for doing the for the doing the exact same thing it's like no one is holding anybody to account cuz they don't want to do the research what i've been realizing lately is that almost everybody for the most part is completely dictated to by independent journalists, small journalists, or some messaging platform. And so few people are actually doing the research. And if they are doing it, they realize the consequences of telling people their true opinions because people will pile on them that also didn't do the research.
1: Yeah. Now that they know that people want outsiders insiders are pretending to be outsiders i've been saying that and uh you know i would say oh like clinton was very smooth right george bush was Somewhat smooth. Obama was very smooth. I, that's why I call Vivek the right-wing Obama, because Obama could say he's for gun control, but make a Second Amendment enthusiast agree with them. Because like I, I remember I was never anti-gun, but Obama kind of tricked me into being like, oh no, those ones are a little crazy, and you yeah. know, because he's just so smooth with it. So the thing with the right is, I think everybody saw Trump when he came out and said. Finally, here's a guy that's not going to take their money. Finally, here's a guy who's not just lying to us and saying and it. Like, because remember, Hillary was the flip flopper and, and nobody trusted politicians because they everybody knew a politician would tell you one thing and then do the opposite. Right. That was like the whole stereotype. But now when I point that out about Trump, like if I say that, hey, I'm not trying to be a hater, but journalistically, he said he didn't need people's money and that would make him not sell out. But he took hundreds of millions of dollars and he did sell out. So he actually lied about that. Now you'll see people in the comments to say, oh, Anomaly's hating. It's hate speech. You know, that's, you're just being hateful. And it's like Vivek speaks really nice, but there's no history of him you know, he was complimenting George Soros' Wall Street Journal op-eds two year, less than two years ago on his Twitter, which no one in, on the right would ever do. And say open societies unironically, like George Soros is making a great point. No conservative would do that. So I'm not hating. It's just like, I don't believe this guy. And the fact that he's saying everything I and you want to hear doesn't mean much because like I said, with a five minute chat GPT, you could type in what do people want to hear? And if you're a car salesman and you say it, you say it. So this isn't me being hateful or rude. It's just like, you know, the the Republican Party's under this spell where now because they're so used to the Mike Pence's and the Mitt Romney's who are just so unbelievably fake that it's not even like a good sale. Now there's better salesmen around that are like wooing everybody. And now people say, who cares if they didn't do it? They said it. And, you know, it's like, I don't know, I guess now Republicans like politicians just as long as they're smooth enough.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And and it's it's actually the It's the thing that kills me the most about DeSantis is like, he's actually a person that said things that he was going to do and then actually executed on them, but he's not good at marketing. He's not as slick. He's not as smooth of a talker. So the fact that he actually executed it, but can't communicate properly that he did and how he did it means that they control the narrative of who he is. It's like I talk to people that are in the political orbit and they're just like, DeSantis is a rhino. He's like a controlled op. And I'm like, heck of a controlled op rhino. This guy's done more things for right-wing politics than anybody. It's like, how, how are you gonna say that the CBDCs, that the border stuff, that all of the different things that he's been doing to protect children in school, it's like that's that's his big rhino plan, be the most effective Republican and conservative governor in America. That's the that's his rhino strategy. He's just not good at setting the narrative. Everybody else sets the narrative for him, and that's why so many people have such a misconception of him. Whereas somebody like Vivek, who's extremely smooth and slick, he could he could tell you everything you want to hear and it would travel three times around the world before somebody did a little bit of research to find out what actually happened
1: yeah it's interesting i know DeSantis doesn't like hang out with a lot of people so i think like socially people don't feel a need to be loyal to him because he just kind of stays to his own yes. but you know where other politicians are good at hobnobbing and then they have these personal connections with DeSantis. even though there's things i've disagreed with i think he was there when trump and vivek weren't there for two years kind of pushing back against the left And now Vivek pops up and he's the new young guy where it's like, I'm not saying people should hate him, but he has zero track record. Like literally when DeSantis was hiring a surgeon general outside when he was pushing back and DeSantis made mistakes and I'm not like a full blown apologist for his mistakes, but there's actual wins that he was doing while Vivek was running around being a pharma guy. I don't, I don't trust it. And, uh, you know, definitely there there's a, an interesting double standard because of personality like Trump is a really interesting personality so I saw Bryson shared this because some Trump person said this on Twitter he said the reason that we can be a dick and we could be rude to everybody like we do it because Trump is that way and and it makes sense but the reason DeSantis influencer shouldn't do that is because DeSantis doesn't do that so like it's not on brand when you guys do it and and Bryson was laughing at it so it's like you guys could be dickheads Because Trump is a dickhead sometimes, but like no one else can be like that. The pompousness of even that comment alone, like, I like I'm going to do this because he does this, but you shouldn't do it back. Like just take, take the disses and take the insults, but don't dish him back. Just let me just shit on you. It's like, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually, it's actually kind of an interesting lesson. Um, I I watched this documentary about uh, Martin Shkreli and they were like, they were like Martin Shkreli, the, the pharma bro that was like the most hated pharmaceutical guy in the world, basically, because he raised the price of this like AIDS drug or something by a thousand percent. And he's like, he's like, you guys hate me for doing the exact same thing that everybody else does. I'm just a face to the name. I'm just a face to the action. But one thing that I thought was interesting about him is he's like, he's like, once I realized that everybody thought I was the villain, I just became the villain. And I started, and I think about how in 2016, it's like, Trump was the guy that was going in bull in a China shop. And was like, you're fat, you're dumb, you're a loser. Nobody likes you. And it's like, that's hilarious. You can, you almost like revert to, if they're gonna think that we're, if they're gonna think we're the devil, then let's just be the devil, right? It's like, we liked, play into it we liked to laugh about it it's like you call Chris Christie a sloppy pig and it's like "Ah, that's hilarious the juvenileness in you says this is okay because we're right in this battle and now here we are seven years later and things are clearly devolving and a lot of bad things have happened and now we have to replay this game and it's like it's like do we really need to do that now that we have our now that we've realized that like all right there's a lot of bad things that happened this made a lot of sense in 2016. Are we really going to run that same play knowing that friends of mine that have young children are like, don't you think it's interesting that, that if, that if Donald Trump calls somebody a fat, sloppy pig on TV, that I have to tell my eight year old, you don't do that because that's not nice. You shouldn't behave this way, but that's the leader of the free world. It's not a good look. And in 2016, I think all of us got wrapped into it because we were so sick of everything. It's like, all right, well now we have a chance to really reform it. More people are paying attention than at any point certainly in my lifetime it's like now we actually have a chance to change it i wish people didn't keep running the old playbook i think that um there's something to be said about about changing that
1: and i think there's two another angle of that i want to add like one you know at the end of the day no matter how much you like it or people that like them like it there is like a you know do enough people like this can we can we win i guess technically you can because biden's half dead but at the same time My angle of it, which is slightly different, is like, okay, say you're calling Chris Christie a fat pig and sloppy and stuff. Do you do you really not like Chris Christie? And do you really did you really push him to the side? And this is why I think Trump's a fake, is because he was calling Chris Christie fat and sloppy in 2016. But Chris Christie said that he hired he he offered him the chief of staff position. And Chris Christie said, if I'm If I'm a snake, either Trump is lying to you or he's he's stupid, because if I'm truly a snake, then why would he hire me? If he tried to hire me, then Trump is lying. He either doesn't think I'm a snake or he does think I'm a snake and he's an idiot. And it's like you hear Chris Christie in the interview or I'm sorry, you hear Donald Trump in the interview. He said he hired Christopher Ray because he took Chris Christie's advice and he said he always takes Christie. I often take Chris Christie's advice. There's nothing wrong with that. So outside of like the, you know, what, what kids think and how how it's not uh, the man you want to be, which you're not wrong about. I understand that that's some people's angle. My angle to other people who say, I don't care, it's like the, the part that I care about the most is the fact that he it's it's all fake. You know what I'm saying? If you call someone a name, but then you let them hire your FBI director, who's the fool? Them or you? They're, they're dog walking you, you know? So I think that's the angle that I've started to see and I've been trying to point out. Um, but like you said, with DeSantis and Trump, there is an element of like, how cool are you? How likable are you? How marketable are you? And are you able to get over the mudslinging? And uh, you know, it's a long race, but right now it seems like the mudslinging and the pharma bro car salesman pitch is, you know, at least temporarily capturing people's uh, attention.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that people, I, I, I wish that people could stay focused on the thing that really matters. Cause it's like, to me, it it really is as simple as this sometimes the the problems are complicated and the and the solutions are simple it's like who is going to win in the general election it's the only question that really matters it's not who's necessarily the best republican candidate who do i like the most it's who's going to win in the general cuz without that nothing matters so it's like if you were to say if you were to say that that Trump was to go up against Biden, has he gained new support? After after pushing after pushing pushing the magical potion for multiple years, even though I understand that the other guys were good with it for a while, whatever, let's say that they're all on the same page. It's like, did he not alienate some of his supporters by doing that did he not alienate some of his supporters with the stuff he said about kaylee McEnany and another and a number of other people that we liked and trusted because of him it's like has he gained or garnered any new support and i think that that is the greatest threat of all but people get stuck in the weeds of what's going on now and forget that that's the only thing that really matters at the end of this is like, can you win the 11 to 15% of people that sit in the middle that are undecided? The Trumpers are going to vote for him no matter what. And like, I will too, if he wins the primary, but I'm not the person that matters. There was this, there was this statistic I heard the other day on a podcast where it was like in the last In the last one day of polling in 2016, that this big percentage of voters went over to Trump on literally the last day, the undecided voters tilted his way. So it's like in the same scenario, somebody sitting at that ballot box. Do we really think that they're going to think about Donald Trump as free market, uh, close the border, you know, bring the troops home? Do we really think that that's what they're going to think? Because I think they're going to see Trump and they're going to be like. Chaos is coming no matter what. And the policies will be outweighed by the potential chaos of the character. And as a result, they're going to take a Gavin Newsom or a Joe Biden or whoever just to simply avoid those things, leaving all of the policies and stuff out of it.
1: I saw Joe Kennedy, the Republican, he said on, on Fox the other day that he thought that Democrats were like elevating Trump to, to basically strengthen him in the Republican primary, but weaken him in the general. And if you look at the way the date signed up, when he's going to court, etc., it makes it guaranteed that the entire narrative around the Republican Party is Trump's the victim, Trump's the hero. And then as soon as he gets elected, then they start going with further court cases that makes him look bad in a general. I believe that. I've said it for months. Uh, And I'm not just aimlessly like just thinking this like it's some crazy theory. They they used a Pied Piper strategy in 2016. All of that came out that they were elevating the candidates that they thought were easy to beat. So when I look at certain accounts I follow, I've seen so many of them say this where they're like, you know, they're the the Democrats are so dumb. They don't even realize that this helps Trump in the primary. The Democrats are so dumb. They don't realize that this guarantees Trump that the Republican nominee you think they're that stupid you really think with all the psychologists they have all the social engineers all the uh you know the the hundred year plan people on their side that they've been socially engineering society for 60 years you think that they didn't know that that would happen when they arrested him with the alvin Bragg thing of course they did they want him to be the front runner uh knock everybody else out of the way because they know that his brand is just so strong in the sense of like it's hero or villain he's known you know what i'm saying as far as some of the moves he's making you know i i, I think that hunter and uh whatever his name is anthony Weiner, they kind of act like mob mob people because they know that like whatever they do they'll get away with and you start to see on the right trump's kind of like the right wing mob boss where he's like kim reynolds How dare you not endorse me? Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you're going to sit on the fence, girl. I made your whole career. Like he's looking around basically threatening everybody. Mm -hmm. And I've been told behind the scenes that like a lot of people don't, they agree with me, but they don't want to say it because they're afraid of losing their sponsors and they're afraid of losing their social circles. I've said it, but now I'm getting confirmation that that's actually true. You know, I'm not going to name names. I'm going to be respectful, obviously, because I'm not that type of guy, but it's just like people are frozen. If you, even if you were, good good to trump you always love trump You, you were there for him every time and you just say let me wait five months and make my decision of who i like maybe i like ron maybe i like trump maybe i like vivek i like all of them or whatever trump is is going around being like screw you screw you you're a piece of garbage you're it's like a mob game where he just basically wants everyone to fall in line and i think uh yeah i don't i don't know that that attitude and lack of humility I think that he's going to lose to Biden by a significant amount because real quick, and then I'm going to pass it over. I really, truly think that his whole movement is a setup now, because if he loses, he's never going to take a, a percentage of accountability. He's not going to say, you know what, maybe I should have toned this down to get these people. Maybe I should have run better ads. Maybe I should have surrounded myself by better people. He's going to say it's stolen again, and then he's going to set up his supporters again, and then he's going to bail out you know, and give awards to Foucher and Kush- Kushner and Fauci like he did on the, the last day of office. He gave awards to Kushner, Fauci, and General Milley. Like, the whole thing just seems like a setup. DeSantis is no angel. He's a politician. I don't fully trust him, but I think he beats Biden in by eight to 10 points. I think Trump loses. And when Trump loses, there's never going to be a reformation of the party to make us stronger. He's just going to keep driving us into the dirt. And I think if we lose this next election to Joe Biden, the entire movement's done. And I already think mentally they're done. When I talk to people, they sound like NPCs. They just say the same three or four Trump phrases on loop. They've been saying them for three years. And you say something outside of the Trump loop and they look at you and they're like, Are you a rhino? I'm like, I've been saying this (laughs) since 2020, dude. It's like he's like a, you know, a Trojan horse just kind of like saying the same things, the same things. And when that election comes, you know, he's not going to campaign to people on the fence. You know, he's not going to try to pick up new voters. And, you know, he's not going to take. They asked him, they said, how are you going to get suburban women? And he starts rambling about the election bro, that doesn't answer the question. How the hell are you going to run a campaign if you don't even want to pick up voters? He's so arrogant. He doesn't think he has to. He's Hillary Clinton in 2016, looking around, demanding loyalty, becoming a worse version of himself. And he has no care because he doesn't have to.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with all of that. And it's it's unfortunate, dude, because it's like if it was really about the Republican party and it, in it lasting beyond him, whether he was to get elected or not. I just don't understand how any person that's out there really paying attention to this could suggest that a politician that's been as effective as DeSantis, whether you like him or not, isn't doing things that are good. It's like, there's, there's an objective, large quantity of things that are good yet. He's yet Trump has somehow through himself and his surrogates convinced people that Ron should never, well, I'll never vote for Ron ever. It's like, whether whether you think he's going to lose in the primary to 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 Trump or not to suggest that this guy should never be anything or is a rhino or to to smear him as some type of deep state it's like he's objectively at the very least the second best conservative politician that there is so in the event that Trump does lose what i wonder is like Are people gonna say that Ron is good now when he's the only governor that's actually doing anything? Or is he intentionally cratering all of that attention purely to win this and not even really considering the country and the party and what really matters in the long term? I really think it is a lot about him now, and I think that that's a losing message.
1: Well, I mean, look at, this is the perfect example to people who can follow and and stay calm. You know, from 2020 to 2022, Trump was saying that DeSantis was doing a good job. All these Trump people were saying Florida is the free state. They're open. They're doing a better job than Cuomo. People aren't dying. The, the data's rigged. The data's fake. They're overcounting. They're, they're trying to make Florida look bad. Everyone said that. I said that. And then once DeSantis runs against Trump, I'm not asking Trump to get along with DeSantis, but now Trump starts becoming a gaslighting liberal. And now all of a sudden he says, well, he he repeats like CNN and and, and COVID stuff and be like, oh, uh, you know, actually DeSantis's state killed more people than Cuomo. But this isn't even counting per capita. You know, he says it's like one of the worst states. It's not counting per capita. He's not counting excess mortality. He's not considering the fact that they're using PCR tests and diagnosing everybody that dies as a death with COVID if they had COVID or the age. And there's like 10 different ways. I wrote articles about this or I made videos about this for years about how they're overcounting Florida. And for years, Trump agreed with me. And on a dime, his entire support base doesn't even realize that they turned into CNN because Trump turned into CNN. And that th- that's the movement. It's like it doesn't matter Morality doesn't matter. Reason doesn't matter. Common sense doesn't matter. Logic doesn't matter. The truth doesn't matter. It's loyalty to Trump. It doesn't matter if Trump's wrong. If DeSantis says the vaccine saved 100 million lives, DeSantis is a psychopath and a liar. But if Trump says the vaccine saved 100 million lives, then maybe it did. Or if it didn't, we just have to shut up. It's turning into like a satanic cult around a guy that has nothing to do with conservatism. It has nothing to do with fighting big pharma. Literally, if Trump says the sky is blue, it's blue. If it says it's brown, it's brown. And if Kim Reynolds doesn't say it's brown, when Trump says it's brown, even if it's blue, then she's the problem. If Sarah Huckabee Sanders doesn't jump when Trump says how high, he's like a mafia boss. You know, he's like, do whatever I say, no matter if it's right or wrong. And if not, you don't get a seat at the golden table. That's why people like Byron Donalds and stuff, they, you know, when when Trump says jump, they say how high, sir, yes, sir. And the other thing
0: too is that, one of objectively one of the most significant and important topics and subjects is election integrity it's like desantis outlawed ballot harvesting and put together the most the best election integrity of any state in america so it's just like this guy's doing the literal thing that supposedly turned the whole country upside down and he's done the most for 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 election integrity of any governor But he's a rhino now, but he's a rhino, and Florida sucks, and it's only because of the sun. It's like, all right, guys, I guess. (laughs) That's fine, I I suppose.
1: A couple of months ago, I did two polls back to back. I said, who are you, Who do you trust more? Who, do you, who are you voting for? I can't remember the wording, but who are you voting for? Who do you trust more, Trump or DeSantis? And Trump won that poll. And then back to back, I said, who do you think would do a, be, who do you think would have done a better job governing Florida? Like if Trump governed Florida instead of DeSantis, Trump or DeSantis, everyone voted, like majority said DeSantis did a better job than Trump could have ever done. And it's funny with Vivek, I could ask the same thing. If Vivek was the governor from 2020 to 2023, do you think he would have done a better job governing Florida based off his tweets and his takes and who he was or do you think this everyone would think DeSantis did while some would say he's not ready for the national stage which may be true depending how you look at it really how i look at it is like that that shows who do you think is a better leader who do you think actually executes and signs the bills and everybody thinks it's DeSantis but you know it's not about that to a lot of people they don't care about who actually does stuff who's a better leader who's able to actually get the right things in at certain times. It's like a personality game. It's like, yeah, maybe like why? if, if Trump is such a great leader, why are people that are voting for Trump in the general saying that he would have done a worse job? Like 80, 80% said, uh, even the Trump supporters were saying that DeSantis, makes a better governor than Trump why wouldn't Trump make such a great governor if he's so great it's easier to be governor than president why wouldn't he do a better job you know he wouldn't do a better job because just listen to how he talks in the leads he doesn't give a crap it's not like he's really like I'm banning central bank digital currencies I'm going to the schools he barely talks about what the kids stuff is doing in the schools he talks about himself all the time he barely talked about the mandates he talked about his vaccine of course he's not a better leader and they both have flaws I'm not saying don't like look into the things DeSantis does wrong but I think everybody knows That, you know, the the leadership would have been way worse if if Trump was governor of uh, Florida. And I don't believe that the country would have been worse if DeSantis was president over Trump in 2020. I think he would have done the same stuff, if not slightly better in different categories.
0: Well, the thing that's so messed up, man, and, and this is the thing that's so tough about like really being in the, in the pocket and, and looking at all this stuff every day, all the time is that even in the comments, like imagine, imagine the journey that a person would have to go to come to your content. Right. And then to be here right now on a Friday afternoon, watching this, right. That they really care, or at the very least they're politically interested and they're in the comments and they're just like, DeSantis is like uninteresting. And it's like, Yeah. That's fine because you're not hiring a friend. And like, so I've had employees that have worked for me in the past and I hired people that I wanted to hang out with, which was a mistake. I should have hired people that could have effectively done the job and the fact that they're grinding, hustling, working hard and doing great things, I would have realized why I wanna hang out with them because they're the caliber of people that can help my organization grow. If I just took people I wanted to hang out with, which is what I did, they ultimately had to get fired and it failed as a result. People are like, are looking at DeSantis and saying, this guy is uninteresting. He's not, he's not charismatic. He's not fun to listen to. It's like, I agree with you, but those are solvable problems. And in my opinion, it's not nearly as important as the efficacy and the execution of what he's actually going to do. He can become more charismatic. Once he gets more on stage, he can become, he can have more of a personality, but even if he doesn't. Do you really wanna vote on personality? That's what your grandma votes on is personality. That's what your parents voted on 20 years ago. I just wanted to have a beer with him. You're not gonna have a beer with him and he's gonna drive your country into the ground. Let's try to focus on what really matters and the fact that people could be this awake and this tuned in and this this interested in it and still say, well, he's not charismatic as if that's a real criticism I think is unfortunate because you should be taking that information and say, how do I convince other people that maybe this isn't as important as I think it as I think it is? We want them to be presidential. We want them to be a leader. We don't want them to be four foot eleven. We don't want them to be scrawny and quiet. We want them to stand strong for America. But I think that these are solvable problems that can happen over time. And I still think it's early, even though a lot of people are suggesting this guy can drop out. While. Eighty-five percent of the country is on vacation. It's the middle of July. A lot of things are going to change when people start going back to school. Money starts flowing. The internet starts cooking up again when people start getting back on their computer. Everybody's in everybody's in Santorini right now. So everybody should just be patient.
1: Well, I think uh, I don't know if DeSantis will ever get as many views as Trump on videos. But the thing is, like Cardi B gets more views than Trump. Uh, You know, she's not really president worthy. So I think that uh, you know when you are on a stage like if you don't have the swag of obama and you're you're gonna lose to him so you know i I would love to see a debate between the two of them because i think his style is different but i I would like to see how they mesh i want to say this real quick and i don't want to spend too much time on it because it's one of these topics that when i give energy to it it just gets weird but uh you know i i think that in politics like telling an adult that trump rfk or desantis aren't going to save their whole life is is harder than telling a kid that the tooth fairy doesn't exist you know like it's the kid will get mad at you for a couple minutes and then be like oh, i guess you're right it, it, you're, i guess that's the truth thank you for telling me but like if you tell adults the truth about politicians they get Furious at you, and you know I found out recently because I like a lot of stuff RFK does, and I really don't want to talk about this because with this sort of thing, they almost want me to talk about it a lot because they want the attention and they want me to say something because then they like freak out and it's like they they attract to it. But you know RFK is now marching around with the rabbi who was smearing me, trying to basically tie me to the Texas shooter and you know say that I'm like a Latino neo-nazi and like crazy stuff like that like this guy went on a smear campaign and started tagging me and stuff and i don't even really care about little names but i'm like i have nothing to do with this shooter just because i'm part latino i'm mostly white obviously but like you know now i'm you're gonna tie me to like the craziest latino right wingers or whatever like this was some crazy smear campaign against me that started like growing 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 they're calling me anti-semite anti-semite that's the guy that rfk is is marching around with so it's like I, there's a zero percent chance i vote for that guy now you know rfk is a nice guy but like that's who he's aligning himself with. And that that person has really just said things that are just totally not true about me. And it's one of those things that I, I addressed it one time. And the more I started addressing it, the more people started, it's almost like they wanted me to keep talking about it so they could like react. And I'm over it because I don't hate anybody. I have love for everyone. And some of these things agree to disagree when you're a public figure, people are going to say stuff. But like one of the most fake ca- smear campaigns about me is now tied to the guy, that guy's campaign. So it's like with... Trump and DeSantis, there's certain things that like none of them are gonna do. They're all compromised to a certain extent. You know, they're all gonna play certain ball. Mm -hmm. And the reason they get away with it is because people don't care about values. Like I actually like the fact when it comes to DeSantis, I like the fact that people are willing to call him out. Like Vivek came out and he's like, oh, that speech law in Israel is corrupt. And it's like, bro, Vivek is saying basically what like Nick Fuentes was saying three years ago. And it's like, is he really that guy? And I'm not saying you are Fuentes if you talk about that. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just like, Vivek saying that and everyone's like, oh my gosh, Vivek's Vivek so real? Trump also passed an executive order. The same thing, like the same thing that DeSantis did, Trump also did. So why is he only talking about that one and not that one? It becomes this like game of like the politicians, they point there, they point there, you go there, you go there. You think DeSantis is a rhino. You think Trump's great. You think Vivek's better, blah, blah, blah. And that's the game is they they get you like woo-wooing over these people instead of standing firm and being like, hey, if I believe this about Florida in 2022 and nothing's changed, I'm not going to morph into CNN and say that he killed more people than Cuomo if I didn't believe that a year ago. They they get you through this like manipulation of idol worship. And it's, you know, between all of these people, including RFK, who, by the way, is really good on big pharma, but he's he's a liberal. You know what I'm saying? He's going to pass. He's going to be like Obama if he gets in office. You know, he's going to put Obama like judges, Obama like gun control rhetoric. People got to pay attention.
0: Yeah. And well, that, see, that's the thing. That's another thing that kind of actually leans back into what I was saying before about the execution of the policies and who's more electable in the general. Because it's like if you were to trace back each one of these candidates with the same degree of scrutiny, you would find that Trump took money from bad people, had fundraisers with bad people. DeSantis takes money from bad people, has fundraisers with bad people. But Vic, it's like every single one of them through the simple nature of the game and playing the game has something that you could connect the dots to and say is bad at some stretch. So it's like if we were to look to e- into each of them with the same level of depth and veracity, I think that we would find that they're all generally speaking on the same ground as that's concerned. So it's like, if we can agree that they're all relatively even there, then we have to just look at the surface level stuff that most people will never, that most people see instead of that stuff, which is like what I'm saying. It's like, is this person, do you think this person is gonna effectively execute on what he says? Does he have a track record of success? Does it appear that he's fighting for us? I I think a huge point for DeSantis, whether people wanna acknowledge it or not, is DeSantis can run for two terms. That is that's a considerable thing that people are are trying to completely overlook. It's like this guy could be in there for eight years. And there's something to be said about that. And I'm not saying that that Trump is too old, but the guy's young. He's energetic. He's he's been effective. And it's like, again, what are people looking at from the outside in? It's like if you look at the character of Trump, what about the people that say, well, Ron DeSantis has three young children? There's something to be said about that and what that means to people. And I'm not saying that he's using them as pawns. I'm just saying this is real world stuff that people are really going to see out in the middle. And and I would say 95% of people are not as tuned in as we are. And these are real questions that are going to go through their mind when they're sitting there trying to decide one or the other. And I think that there needs to be some serious consideration about that.
1: So someone said in the comments, Anomaly hates everyone. I'm not hating. I just, I'm trying to do journalism. <laughs> what I'm not going to use the word that starts with a C, but a lot of people, will call them hot dogs. A lot of people are hot dog gobblers, but they're pretending to be citizen journalists. I'm not a hot dog gobbler. I'm not Joey Chestnut, okay? I'm trying to do journalism because all politicians are car salesmen. They're not to be worshipped like the Las Vegas Raiders. But what you were saying about uh, DeSantis and Trump, The reason I do what I do, and the reason I don't call out DeSantis that much right now, even though I've said a lot of stuff about him, is because the double standards are bothering the crap out of me. I never told people to fully trust DeSantis. I never told people to not look into his stuff. It's the fact that, like like Bobby said, okay, if Trump takes hundreds of millions of dollars from donors, and DeSantis takes $100 million from donors, but the entire MAGA and conservative base says, oh, I can't trust DeSantis because he takes donor money. Also, Trump takes donor money. So like Bobby said, the playing field is even there. It's not, Trump is not above that. He pretends to be, but he's not. If you say, well, I can't vote for DeSantis because he takes Soros money. It's not true. And Soros never endorsed him. Soros thinks that DeSantis is going to win the election. And Gavin Newsom thinks that Trump's gonna win the election. Those are not endorsements. If I say that I think that Gavin Newsom's gonna beat Biden because Biden sucks and Gavin Newsom's smooth, I'm not endorsing Gavin Newsom, that's a prediction. So Soros didn't endorse DeSantis. DeSantis, to his credit, Fired a prosecutor linked to Soros. I think he was one of the first ones, if not the first one, in the country to do it. And yes. the two the two biggest connections to Soros factually is Donald Trump, who took a hundred sixty million dollar loan from him, and Vivek, in who fact- got a scholarship from Paul and Dave Z. Soros. And although he acts like he doesn't like Soros or doesn't know Soros, he tweeted a, a Soros op-ed in 2021. Agreeing with his open society, you know, like little spiel about China. So, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying to trust DeSantis. You shouldn't. I'm not saying to not call out the donors. You shouldn't. But if your reasoning is, I don't trust DeSantis because he's surrounded by too many Bush people but the same guy that you're mad at worked on the 2020 Trump campaign and Trump hired over 30 bush people your your logic doesn't make sense if you say trump's better on foreign policy and that's my main reason and you could prove it i'm totally fine with that but 95% of people aren't making sense anymore. So I'm trying to level the playing field. I'm not telling you to trust DeSantis. I'm just telling you, if your thing is like, if Hillary Clinton sells vaccines and Bill Gates sells vaccines, they're evil. But when Donald Trump calls himself the father of the vaccine and uses socialism to bring it, that's fine. Well, then you don't actually believe what you say. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. The same thing that Bobby's talking. It's the double standards. I see that DeSantis runs to a foreign country and passes a bill. I yep. see that I see who Donald Trump pardons. I see that Donald Trump does the executive order. But the thing is, the playing field is even there. Trump does that and DeSantis does that. And Vivek has done nothing. He's worked for big pharma his whole life. So I don't, he has no track record to go off of. But in general, with, with DeSantis, when I, I even up all the things that I don't like about DeSantis. Trump does all of those things, all the things that people are saying DeSantis does. I agree, but Trump also does it. But when it comes to leadership on topics that I actually care about, like who came around way quicker during the pandemic? DeSantis. Who hired an outsider to fight big pharma? DeSantis. Who put together a grand jury against it? DeSantis. Who lies about vaccine injuries, even though he used to talk about them when he, before he was president? Trump. Who uh, hired somebody and did a counsel? And live streamed a bunch of people who got injured from the COVID nineteen vaccine. DeSantis. So it's like, you know, who who's banned? Who's been the first governor to ban central bank digital currencies? DeSantis. Do you think Trump even cares about it? He probably doesn't even know about it. You know what I'm saying? Who's the one who's led the way for three years on the childhood sexualization stuff? It's DeSantis. He's the best governor in the country, despite all his flaws and all his flaws that I want people to call out. Trump does all those same things, and it's these trumped out influencers that are trying to gaslight you into thinking he doesn't do those or when he does them it's a secret nikola tesla time machine plan it's not these people are lying i'm trying to just even the playing field that's all i'm doing
0: Yeah, no. And all of that is 100 percent accurate. And what's so funny about it is that they use those examples as the justification for why DeSantis should drop out of the race entirely and shouldn't even compete. It's not like it's not like, oh, I don't think he would win in the general. Oh, he's not effective. Oh, he's they're just like, no, he's a rhino because he does all these things that Trump and Vivek also do. So therefore, he should just leave the race entirely. So it's like that. That that position is so laughable to me. And the other thing that makes me exceptionally upset is like when when Carrie Lake was running for governor in Arizona against Katie Blobs, people were like, <laughs> <laughs> Would you call Katie Blobs. Yeah, Katie Blobs.
1: Hey, that's that's my favorite cat lady. Be nice <laughs> yeah. to my librarian. No, God. yeah. So. She said that she wouldn't
0: debate Carrie Lake and everybody was like, that's because you're going to lose to her. Right. And and they were like, hey, it's politics. She's she pretends like she doesn't want to give her a platform, whatever, even though she was doing really well in the polls and was very popular. But she and and I made a video and was like the disrespect that this shows to your constituents that if if you're so much better then mop the floor with her. Like go in there and and, and destroy her then and prove why you're so great. You owe that to us. It's not like there's 20 debates that are three hours long on Joe Rogan. It's like like two people standing up for an hour and a half once or twice. You owe that to the constituents more than manufactured commercials or news hits. Well, we all felt that way. Everybody on the right felt that way. How disrespectful to your constituents. Now, if Trump says that he might not debate DeSantis, he's doing the exact same things, but then they'll run cover for him and be like, well, he's so far ahead. He doesn't have to. It's like, You can't have it both ways. And if he's so much better than DeSantis, let the best man win. They're saying he should drop out six weeks or three weeks or five weeks or whatever into the campaign before it even starts, before any of the debates. And if they let this guy get away with not debating him, it just shows that they don't care about what's actually going on. They've put their flag in the sand. They're going to stick with it all the way through. And they have this strange loyalty because Trump says loyalty, 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 when the only loyalty is you being loyal to him. He's not loyal to anybody. He's not stuck his neck out and taken a shot on the chin to protect anybody. He hasn't shown any loyalty. It's either you show loyalty to him or he destroys you. He has no loyalty the other way around. Yet everybody is sitting here thinking that Trump is their friend. He's a person you know. He's a guy you like as opposed to the person that is employed by you. I don't need to like my employee. I just need them to successfully execute at the tasks and move forward the mission. I have to be willing to fire you if I don't like you. But people are looking at the president as a guy that we're going to have beers with, not understanding that. I understood, I understand that 10, 15 years ago. But now when every
1: single thing could possibly be at stake, that policy and that view of it no longer is effective anymore. And at the end of the day, for me, at least, like, don't lie to me, right? I know enough. And I I think a lot of my audience knows a lot. I don't think you're stupid. I think you guys know enough. So if I come out here, right, say you like me, you follow me for three years, four years, anomaly, you're my favorite, whatever. And I just start gaslighting the crap out of you telling you that Cuomo, you know, DeSantis had more people die than Cuomo. And like, I just make a whole 180 turn of all the information I just gave you of why that's a lie. I don't want you to agree with me just because you like me. I want you to be like Anomaly. I like you as a person, but you're gaslighting the crap out of me. That's how I see the Trump and DeSantis campaign. Listen, I want to like Trump more than DeSantis. I always have liked Trump more than DeSantis. Trump's whole campaign is gaslighting. Literally, he's like taking stances he doesn't even believe about DeSantis to make him look bad. And when you listen to DeSantis, he could be a little boring or a little stale sometimes. But like the substance of what he's saying, he's not wrong. He's saying, you know, we printed too much money and that caused the inflation. It wasn't just Democrats. It was also Republicans. He's taking a libertarian Thomas Massey stance, which I've been saying before DeSantis ever said it. I've said that since 2020. I did a debate with Sticks, Hex and Hammer, Satanic Symbol 666 or whatever, uh, you know, and, and people cried then. It's like I've been saying this. Stuff So it's like, I don't trust a campaign that just has, if you're so much better than DeSantis, I don't care. Just tell the truth and out truth them. Don't gaslight me and take Democrat stances on stuff. It's nuts. And one of the things with the whole DeSantis and Vivek, I've said from day one, and I still mean it, iron sharpens iron. After what Trump did and who he became, I don't believe he should go unchallenged. I'm glad he's being challenged. I want people to challenge him because I want the party to get better and not him feel like he just deserves everything without changing or learning. So I like the fact that that's happening. And when you look at what people say when DeSantis ran, even though he wasn't a farmer bro in 2022, he was the governor of of Florida, unlike Vivek, you know, people are like, DeSantis should have stayed in Florida. Why? Because he shouldn't have challenged Trump. Why? Because he should have waited. Why? I want him to challenge Trump because he yep. did a lot of things better than Trump. So even if he loses, I'm I was glad day one. I'm like, good, someone's challenging Trump. Hopefully, like, you know, even RFK running. I'm glad RFK is challenging Trump. I'm yeah. glad he's out there talking about his Pfizer deals and stuff. Good. I don't care if he went, gets one vote or a million votes. People need to be challenged, but they say How dare Ron DeSantis challenge Donald Trump? It's his turn. He's the man. No one should even come close to him. Those are the same people saying, we're so glad Vivek's surging in the polls. We're so glad he's challenging Trump. It's because he's not the real challenge. He's like the sheepdog who's there to take all the young votes away from DeSantis because he's a pharma bro who seems like he says everything except criticizes Trump he's like oh DeSantis is a mini Trump he has no insight of the things that DeSantis did better than Trump Vivek's just like a oh and then they're, oh he's doing so good if you're so mad that people are challenging Donald Trump why are they all praising vivek for cha- for allegedly challenging trump's so hard because he's not challenging trump it's the father of the vaccine and his little pharma bro you know that's what turning point's doing now and it's not well, just turning point i'm just saying they spoke there
0: well the thing the thing that's crazy is like i made a video yesterday about the messaging and it's like trump could have Elevated himself above anything that DeSantis could have ever done by being honest about it and say and actually praising him, but explaining why he was better and would be more effective despite that and teeing him up for a future run. But instead, he's like, he's a loser. He's a rhino. He can't be trusted. Weaponize everybody against him to destroy him for the future. And when instead he could have just been like. I'm going to be better on foreign policy. Here's the 150 things I did right. Here's the things I did wrong. DeSantis is a great governor. I I endorsed him because he was a great governor and he executed on it. But here's why I'm going to be better than him next go around. Instead of saying he's a meatball loser and oh, what is he drinking with underage girls? He could have approached it completely the other way. And all of us would have Had elevated even more respect for him, and then DeSantis would have had Arvo in addition after that. But that's not what he decided to do. That's not how he chose to do it. And then what's even more interesting about it is – You have Donald Trump Jr. coming out and saying, oh, well, let's not boycott. Let's not let's not go through with the most effective conservative boycott of Bud Light because they donate to the Republican Party, giving you a nice look under the tent of how they really feel about it. And then Trump comes out and says, oh, why is DeSantis going after Disney? Disney is just a business. It's like Disney had an unfair had an unfair advantage over every other business in Florida, which is which is very not free market capitalism. And in addition to that, they got involved in the political discussion on their own accord. They said that they were gonna specifically fight and invest money to fight the laws that was were being passed on behalf of Florida citizens. It's not like Santa's just woke up one day and was like, screw Disney. In fact, Ron DeSantis got married at Disney World. He was born and raised in Florida and probably went there his entire life, but it's like if they if they come for you, he has to defend citizens of the state of florida and that's exactly what he did and then here comes trump and says oh why are you gonna go against disney that's just a business it's like he's he's being contrarian just for the point of being contrarian (laughs) as opposed to what is actually what actually makes sense and it's big ups on desantis because he's done so many of the right things to now have people say he's a soros paid off whatever it's like all right, guys, I guess
1: this. This is why I'm glad he ran because every time he hits Trump from the right, Trump goes to the left and he proves what you're saying, that he'll do whatever he has to do to maintain power and he has no convictions to any of his stances. Yeah. For example, with, with this stuff, it's like, it's very like mafioso in the sense of like, Trump is like, just support me, like me, get get out of my way, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of his strategy. Like, how dare you not endorse me yet and wait, don't wait, come for me. Like looking at everyone, like, dude, you're all screwed if you don't come for me. But then when you listen to him talk, like say I listened to DeSantis talk about Trump and I'm challenging you because I'm sure that everybody makes mistakes sometimes. In the comment section, tell me one thing that DeSantis has said about Trump that's a lie. When I watch DeSantis interviews, he says that Trump, you know, was way too close to Fauci and didn't, didn't like, you know, nip him in the butt enough. Is that wrong? You know, he says that he gave Fauci a presidential commendation on his last day or second to last day in office and general Milley, he gave him an award. Is that wrong? You know, he says that the money printing that the Republicans did to led to inflation. Is that wrong? You could say what you want about DeSantis, but I can't find a single thing he's saying about Trump that I wasn't saying two years ago before DeSantis even said it. So it's like, I've already told you that I agree with all that stuff when you listen to what Trump says, Trump's taking the stance of, well, why go after Disney? You know, the Bud Light boycott. Oh, the, you know, go easy on them. Uh, you know, Florida killed a bunch of people and more people than Cuomo. He he doesn't believe those things. Trump is showing you who he, he's like a mafioso boss of like, get the hell out of my way. Get the hell in line. How dare you not endorse me, Kim Reynolds? How dare you even speak a poll that I don't want to hear, Kaylee McEnany? How dare you not come out and lick the dirt off my shoes, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who I don't even care for, by the way, because she was yucca yucca selling the trump vaccine <laughs> to the south like a little boot licker she is but whatever you know but it's like she licked his boots but now she's not licking him enough so trump's crying long story short it's like this is the type of person he is i'm I, from like a game of thrones perspective it's kind of fascinating but as far as like a Does he even care about any of these topics at all? Like I'm convinced if DeSantis comes out and takes a conservative stance and then I just see Trump move to the left, move to the left. Now they got his campaign calling DeSantis an anti-gay bigot because DeSantis pointed out, guys, when it comes to this trans stuff, Caitlyn Jenner, who's on the Trump train, God bless Caitlyn Jenner and the whole family. But, you know, Caitlyn Jenner is the one who normalized all the trans stuff in America. And that's Trump, Trump, Trump. And then also Donald Trump made a decision himself to overrule, I think it was Miss Universe when he controlled it. In 2012, Trump was out there saying he thinks that transgender should compete against biologically born women. Between Donald Trump himself being one of the first ones before Caitlyn Jenner to make that decision to let biologically born men compete with women and Caitlyn Jenner, these are the two, like I would say, like uh, renegades of the Slippery Slope so when Ron DeSantis starts pointing this stuff out trump's uh, Trump's campaign starts calling him anti-gay and a bigot and someone in the comments says anomaly woke you're so like loss that you're not even listening to what I'm saying. Trump is woke. Trump brought woke to America. Trump still is woke. And when you challenge Trump on his left wing views, he moves further left. He doesn't say, no, you're wrong. I, I disagree with that. He'll be like, oh, you're a bigot. Oh, you don't want to, you know, his, uh, his, his campaign say, oh, you don't want to celebrate pride month for a month. You, what do you hate gays? That's what Rick Rinnell's saying. It's like they're they are the left this is a cult of personality movement around a guy and nothing matters i'm convinced if trump came out and said anything that people would either co-sign it or make an excuse for it
0: yeah no it, it it's absolutely it's absolutely right and they they're not holding him to any they're not holding him to any account and they're completely overlooking all of these things that he's actually said and done and it's like i actually find it interesting too it's like he, the thing that's the thing that DeSantis is doing that's like in a lot of ways, and I don't know what other use, word to use, but like is like somewhat heroic is he's coming out. And, he, and I don't like to use that word, but I, it's just the best one for this moment is that he's doing all these things and fighting on behalf of children and the indoctrination of children that will ultimately become the future leaders. In America. And he's going to protect these people that if he was to completely overlook them and not pay attention to them and not focus so much of his time and attention on them, it's like he's not getting any votes from kids. These are not sensational headlines. But he understands that that's the most significant thing to do to impact the the future of the country. And it's like coming out and, and protecting kids curriculums in schools and protecting them from this indoctrination he's doing because he has young children and he sees how bad and pervasive that will be over the long course of time so it's like this is a really good thing that he's doing and he is objectively the most outspoken person for this in the entire country the most effective for this in the entire country. And it's like, I, I wish people could look, read in between the lines and see that it's like, if this guy is a rhino Soros bought and paid for a controlled op, why would he be doing those things? He wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say the Democrats, the reason they win everything is they control media, they control education, they control the the slippery slope. So now when the Overton window moves so far, it doesn't even matter who you vote for because they've already implemented the agenda so far that now you have the Republican Party's further left than Barack Obama was when he gets in office. So this is how they operate. And even with the central bank digital currency thing, that clip that I played in one of my things, he got real excited about it. And he. He said, I'm the first governor to ban it. And he starts talking about, here's how they do it. They might try executive order, but it would go to lawsuits. Like he's getting out ahead of this five years before they do it, which is how you actually beat it. But what Republicans usually do is just wait, 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 let them destroy your kids. And then they complain that the world that they grew up in doesn't leave it to beaver anymore. It's like, of course it's not because you made a mistake for 30 years. So I think that one of those things he does and you know my the only I would say I like Rand Paul too, who interestingly enough has not endorsed anybody. I feel like he he might endorse DeSantis, but I you know he hasn't endorsed anybody. The only endorsement out of anyone in Congress that I even slightly give two craps about was going to be Thomas Massey before he endorsed DeSantis. And I've I've said this for years because he was the one who saw through the pandemic. He was the one who saw through the CARES Act. He was the one who called it socialist. He was the one day one was never shilling the vaccine like even DeSantis was, to be honest. You know, I like he was the realest one. So I was like, he's the only one in Congress who who could say, I told you so, which he has time and time again. And when he came out and endorsed DeSantis, it's like, why? Because he feels that DeSantis is more libertarian. He feels that he actually will stand up against this stuff. It's not to say that he's perfect. It's not to say you should trust him. But like, you know, if that guy isn't going for Trump, I think that's and, and Trump apparently after trying to kick Thomas Massey out of the party, actually endorsed him after he already beat the Trump candidate and then took a credit for his endorsement. That's another funny thing where it's like, how many people have lost elections? Dr. Oz, Herschel Walker. You never hear about that. But Trump says to anybody who he's ever endorsed to one, you owe me everything. You owe me your whole life. What about the candidate who lost by 10 points who never made anything? What about the hundreds of people you endorsed who nobody even knows their name because they don't matter in national politics? Like, you know, he it's like a very narcissistic thing to take credit for everyone who does good. And then just like, he even took credit for Thomas Massey's win and says and counts that on his count, even though two years prior, he tried to kick him out of the party. And, I mean, we could talk about this too, but the fact that MAGA tried to kick Thomas Massey out, its it's not about values. It's not about who's a good congressman. It's not about who could fight the left. It's about who... Gets on their knees and licks Trump's shoes. And I'm laughing hysterically at Trump vaccine Sarah Huckabee. Sa- I called her Sarah Huckabee Sanders a while. I feel bad for that, but it, it's too funny. But anyway, it's like she was licking Trump's shoes for years, just being a shill. And now that she's not shilling hard enough, he comes out and starts bashing her. And I say, let him fight. I don't care about either of them. But it's so funny that, like, that's the type of person he is. He's just looking around like, Get over here. Do what I said. Yes, yeah. daddy. <laughs> uh, 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 lick the other shoe. Uh, uh, lick the, you know, you got people that are like, oh, Vivek sold the vaccine in 2021, and that's why you can't vote for him. Bro, you guys support Donald Trump, who calls himself the father of that vaccine. You can't possibly think that that's too far for Vivek. But not think that's that too far for Trump. I'm not saying to not call out Vivek, but these people are such hypocrites. Trump is like a is like a mind control boss, where like he's turned the entire movement into like a fake, hypocritical, double standards movement. It's it's fascinating.
0: Yeah, well, and the other thing too is like you think about somebody like Kaylee McEnany and and how many people, specifically young women, looked up to Kaylee McEnany. It's like this person. Did not exist. No one knew who she was. Trump says this is the best person for the job, and she objectively was. Executed on the task to the nth degree. Was the best White House press secretary in modern history, hands down. Sharp, witted, strong, on point, well-articulated, just excellent all around. And she was a person that young women looked up to as a person to aspire to be. This is a person that's very successful. And it's like, she's in her 30s. It's not like this lady is like a seasoned veteran at age 45. Pisaki, I think, has, has to be 10, 15 years older than she was. It's like, this was a person that a lot of young women and young people looked up to. And then supposedly she she misquotes the wrong poll on TV one I heard time. It, I,
1: I heard it was the right poll too. It's just Trump <laughs> didn't like the poll numbers.
0: Yeah. And, and it's just like, and now, and, and not only does he just say... Like, like, hey, she misquoted this, the poll numbers. I don't appreciate it. Now you like go insult her and suggest that she, that no one should even care. And she did it on purpose out of malice. It's like, Do you know how much time this woman spent with him? It's like, imagine the betrayal that her and her family must feel seeing that from the most powerful person in the world to do that. Take all of the rest of the stuff out of it. Take all of the, the even playing field and all of the bad things out and just look at like the individual treatment of an individual person. And I'm not here to cry about mean names, but it's like, you want to talk about loyalty? This woman was about as loyal as you could possibly get. And every person in America, every young person in America looked at her as something to aspire to. And it's like, oh, she sucks now. She's milk toast. Didn't spell it right. She's not a a star. Yeah. She's not a a
1: star. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She she is the definition of a star and has and, and, and I believe has a long and prosperous, successful career where it's just like. We don't we're not going to let you tell us that. And it's like once you start to see the holes in who he comes after, you start to be like, wait a second. So is DeSantis really that bad? Is Kaylee McEnany that bad? Who else is actually not that bad that he's been saying are bad? I just think that the that clearly it's like scorched earth. It's only loyalty. Absolutely nothing matters. And no matter what he says and does, people just give him the pass and say, well, he had to do it because of this reason or another.
1: Well, the the truth is, too, like if you have basic humility or even honesty, like I'll give you an example with somebody that I helped in my career. And I want to I want you to hear how I talk about her versus how Trump talks about everybody that he helped. You know, somebody that I helped early on was Candace Owens. She has a book that she signed for me and said, thank you for elevating my video on Facebook when no one did. Took her from here to 20 million views, whatever it was, really was her first shot. And then she blew up and took it from there. I would never sit and take credit for her whole career. What I did do is I helped her for the right reasons. I thought it was a good video. And then what did she do after that? She turned herself into a Times 50, one of the biggest stars we've ever seen. She's with Kanye. She's with this person. I say, as a humble person, even though I did help her when a lot of people didn't, I think she would have got there anyway. I could easily take credit for it, but it's like, I believe that she would have found a way to get to where she is without me that's called that's humility that's saying i did what i could i had good instinct i had good insight um but she did everything herself you know what i'm saying she doesn't owe me anything she hasn't even answered a message i messaged her i don't it is, is what it is you know what i'm saying she's a busy girl trump he's helped hundreds of women and you know a lot of them are not kaylee mckinney and a lot of most people everybody he hired didn't do as good as she's one of the best people that sh- he hired one of the only yeah. good people he hired So it's like this idea that she's not a star because she read a poll number that probably was accurate that he just didn't want to hear because he's got to be Hillary now and make all the polls say, oh, DeSantis should drop out because the poll number. Aren't you the guy who didn't believe the polls? aren't you the guy that was down 91% in the percentages of the New York Times or whatever, and you still ran, and you said, don't believe the polls, and you said they're trying to cheat. Now he's Hillary. He demands everything. The polls are said and done, even though there's a year left. You look at any poll of Obama at this time and et cetera, they weren't leading the polls. But anyway, long story short, it's like, Uh, where's Omarosa? How come she's not uh, as big of a star as Kayleigh McEnany? Because every woman's not the same. You've endorsed hundreds of people who never won. You've endorsed hundreds of people who nobody even knows their first or last name. And DeSantis and Kayleigh McEnany are different because they earn their way. That's humility saying, I helped you. I wish you did this for me. But at the same time, I could see that you're different from Dr. Oz and and Herschel Walker who became nothing. So, you know, that's the truth. And I'm not saying Herschel Walker's a nothing, but he didn't win. Long story short, like that's the truth. Trump's like a mob boss where it's like, I do one thing for you. You are not allowed to be your own person. You are not allowed to shine. You are not allowed to challenge me. You're not allowed to be right when I'm wrong. You're not allowed to share a poll number that I disagree with. And then you got people in the comments saying, oh, Kaylee McEnany's a traitor. She's a traitor. You know what? You know why Trump's really mad? Because I saw what she said. They covered it in Daily Caller weeks before Trump came after her. She identified what I just said 30 minutes ago, which is when DeSantis hits Trump from the right, Trump moves to the left. And she said, if DeSantis wants to beat Trump, He should just keep hitting him from the right because Trump exposes himself as a liberal because he doesn't care about anything. Like DeSantis cares about the kids in the school. DeSantis cares about certain things. Trump doesn't give a shit about anything but himself. If you hit him from the right on a topic, Trump will move further left than Obama was eight years ago, and you won't even realize it. He'll do anything he has to do to make you look bad. So that's what she said, and I'm pretty sure that that has an equation to do. He thinks that's disloyal because Kaylee told the truth about his flaws. And now she's not a star, right? That's like me saying, oh, cause Candace won't answer my text message. She's not a star now. It's like BS, you know, like I can't believe people allow this type of goofy behavior.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that's, and it almost kind of is shown in the comments when we talk about these things, Where people will be like, you're just like you said before, people like you're hating on Trump or you're oh, you're some hardcore DeSantis guy. It's like, no, I'm just willing to say the true things that are really happening in a vacuum where very few people are actually saying this. And it's like we we if we're simply telling you the truth, that doesn't mean we hate. Trump. It's like, we want to like him, but we're not going to pretend like he's not doing what he's doing. We're not going to pretend like especially now in this very important and crucial seven month span where we actually have a real voice that really matters about whom is our candidate. We're not going to sit here and pretend like he like he didn't do all of these things that we're pointing out. We're simply telling the truth. If you feel like this is us hating, and you're having an emotional reaction to it, it's not because, it's because you don't want to hear the truth. You don't want to hear something that questions your already pre, your already preconditioned belief that this is my guy no matter what. Because if you actually believe, if you actually hear something that's counter to what your existing beliefs are, you understand that you now have to do the hard work to prove to yourself that he actually is the right person and that involves work and that involves time and then you also might realize that he may not be and if you realize that you're now going to look at all these other people that get attacked for it or get commented on for it and you're like well I don't want to be them the easiest thing I could do is just be like Trump 24, Mega, build the ball, let's build the wall everybody's a loser, rounds of meatball Soros and just sit back because that's the easiest position to hold in right wing Politics, we're just telling the truth, and people get mad at it because not so many people are willing to do that.
1: Amen. I want to read a tweet that I had and then just a few responses just to tell you where people's heads are at. I said, The CARES Act is one of the worst and most costly socialist bills in modern U.S. history. Operation Warp Speed is one of the biggest socialist big pharma scams in modern U.S. history. Does Turning Point have even an ounce of integrity to keep the socialist sucks energy or not? because I know that their uh, their slogan is socialist sucks. The CARES Act was the most socialist bill in history. Operation Warp Speed is big pharma socialism. Yet nobody seems to, at these events, talk about that. They just cheer on the father of the vaccines and pharma bro. And when I said that, someone wrote a comment. And the reason I'm not complaining, I just want to explain why I say what I say. They said... Anomaly, we're not always going to get everything we want. You know, you can't demand every I'm not asking for everything. I never bothered Trump the first three years of his presidency. I'm not naive. I'm not a totalitarian that I need everything I want. If you think the best we can get is socialism, communist style bills where they're telling the CDC they could strong arm landlords, an 18 billion dollar socialist big pharma scheme after Trump printed trillions of dollars and imploded the economy like you think that's good. You think that's 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 a compromise? This is why the left wins. When the right wins, the left gets their way. When the right wins, the left moves the country left socially. When the right wins, the left moves the left. They move so far. Closer to Karl Marx's agenda than we've ever gone. And I just simply state the obvious. And people are like, you're not going to get everything. I'm not asking for everything. I'm not asking crazy stuff. I'm just saying don't print $6 trillion in one year. Don't send out UBI checks. And don't give $18 billion to Big Pharma. And if our party doesn't care about that stuff, We're not a serious party. We're not a fiscally or socially conservative party. We're a socialist party like that. I'm against this. I'm against what Turning Point pretends to be against. I'm not saying this to be a dick. It's just like people are so weak in the Republican Party that they're like, you can't get everything. Guys, this like 2020 wasn't like, oh, that's just a little thing. It's like a bump stock ban. I don't agree with the bump stock ban, but I'm not going to cry about it forever, although I do think it's a slight infringement on the Second Amendment. So do a lot of gun owners. But I'm just saying, like, this is not that. Like, printing $6 trillion is not that. You know, it's not like he just did a little bill that I disagree with. This was like the craziest Karl Marx-esque crap ever, and you got McConnell and Trump doofing around with Gavin Newsom like it's so great, and then I'm the bad guy for noticing? It's, it's like, dude, people have lost <laughs> their mind over politics. It's like WWE character brainwashing, where most people, when I talk to them, they say the same five things over and over and over again, but they, none of them make sense. And like you said the simplest thing you could say is just like I don't care Trump 2024. It's like of course you don't care. You don't care about anything. Like you just say <laughs> phrases. I might as well just get a Woody doll where you pull the strings and there's saying, there's a snake in my boots, you know? It's like they got four phrases that it just says over and over.
0: Yeah, well it's it's kind of like it's kind of like saying that inflation is Joe Biden's fault. I want to say that inflation is Joe Biden's fault. I really do. I want to blame it squarely on the guy. I really do. But it's not. It's like more money was printed than any time in American history under Trump. And like obviously he contributed to it with all of the with all of the spending and whatnot and raising the price of and raising the price of gas by making us not energy independent. But it's like you can't say that Trump didn't spend Recklessly, you can't say that the CARES Act wasn't more than $2 trillion. You can't suggest that that is not part of this equation. But it's like, again, kind of like you're saying, no matter what, he gets cover. And like the one that one thing that I pointed out the other day illustrates it perfectly, where it's like, why does Trump have the biggest rhino like Ukraine neocon Anthony or um what's his face? Lindsey Lindsey Graham. why does he have him on stage? And they're like, oh, but his audience booed him. It's like, yeah, but, but, but so you're saying that he intentionally brought the worst guy there so that he could get booed? Wouldn't it be better to just not have him there or say I'm in South Carolina and Lindsey Graham's not here because he sucks because he's a Ukraine shill. No, instead he gets him on. St- it's like they don't care. They don't care what this guy does. They will find an excuse and run cover. And it's like Did- if you're going to run cover for every single thing he ever does ever, then you have to do the same thing about the other Republican candidates and not suggest that the things that they do that he also does are, are somehow worse and are enough to count him out. And then sh- the, go ahead.
1: Oh, did you see what he said when, when like people started booing Lindsay? He's like, I got to fi- I got to fix them. I got to I like, like like basically like imagine being a grown man booing because you're right and Trump's wrong and him being so arrogant, knowing that you're such his little NPC that he's like, I'll fix them. I'll, I'll come back and campaign for I'll fix oh, them. Like that. that's how dude. he literally said, I believe I can't remember if it was I'll fix them or I think I wrote an article about it on our website. So I'll go look at it. Um, and, and I have the exact quote. We're like dude I as a man I can't like that that's embarrassing that he would even like that people would sit there yeah, oh yeah that's cool here it is hold on let's see uh Trump gets booed for Lindsey Graham I wrote about it he said really I'm gonna have to work I'm gonna have to work on these people that's what he said and he said he was gonna come back to I I gotta work on these people like looking at you guys booing I know I control them. I know that they'll stop booing in a second. Let me I'll come back here, campaign for Lindsay. I'll work on you guys. I'll change you. I, you guys are like little fools. You guys are my little lap dogs. I'll I'll change you. I'll fix you. Not no, I need to change. No, I'll change, I'll change you guys. And he knows <laughs> he's got these people wrapped around his finger.
0: But dude, that's the thing. That's why Trump, it's like, it's like you love, it's like you hate you hate that he's so good. That's why the guy is a marketing genius. He can tell you two opposing viewpoints and each person will rally around whatever viewpoint they want, because he says both. It's like you have Lindsey Graham, who is objectively trying to walk us into World War Three, I would say objectively more than any other politician in American politics, hands down, like he's the number one guy trying to walk us into World War Three. And then Trump says, we don't want to fight in Ukraine. We want people to stop dying. So it's like, He's got the people that think Ukraine is good over here, and then he's got the people that think Ukraine is bad over here, and either one you can align with. And then you could pretend like he didn't say the other thing. He markets both sides of the equation, but nobody cares – he just said the other day on te- it's like it's like if Desantis goes on Fox, Fox is Rupert Murdoch globalist Rhino whatever. But if Trump goes on Fox and 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 gets his balls tickled by Sean Hannity for the fifty seventh time, it's like oh, it's it's like CIA fed Sean Hannity is like oh hey sir hello sir the people love you sir and they're like oh but Hannity's fine. But if Desantis goes on there, he's a Murdoch shill Rhino. It's like they don't even care, right? Like, Fox is trash but then it's like exclusive interview with Maria Bartiromo and like <laughs> some interview with Sean Handy it's like the guy literally plays both sides of the coin, but everybody's so lost that they can't even figure it out. It's so funny. There's a guy in the comment that just goes, "I don't even care, Trump 2024." It's like right. we're talking about you, dog. This
1: is,
0: <laughs> this is you. I'm just saying, you're the guy.
1: He's That's like, whatever. The, it's the double standards that really get. Like if you say, "Hey, yo, listen," he hangs out with Jeb Bush too much. He hangs out with Lindsey Graham too much. That's what politicians do. But I'm gonna I'm gonna write that off as neutral. They're both sleeping around with the enemy but now i'm gonna make my decision i would respect that i'd be like we only have a few options but they don't say that they're like he jeb bush went to his inauguration dude obama went to trump's inauguration you know what i'm right. saying but anyway okay so that but then dude li- I, I pulled the clip up he says i'm gonna have to work on these people he looks at you booing and like i'll fix these losers like he thinks so lowly of his own base like i'll fix them. look at this clip
0: and again senator lindsey graham who is Really, God, I'm gonna have to work. I'm gonna have to work on these people. I'm gonna have.
1: To. I'm gonna have to work on these people. I'm gonna have to work on you. I'll, I'll fix, I'll fix these losers. I'll, I'll have them cheering. I'll have them cheering in a few months. I'll come back. He, and then at the end, he said he's gonna come back and campaign for Lindsey Graham.
0: Wow, dude! And there's the, there's another clip of um, there's another clip I just saw the other I haven't seen that, but that's amazing. Of course, that doesn't exist, right? Trump twenty twenty four. I don't care. There was a there was a clip of um him after he won the election where people were yelling about Hillary. They're like lock her up, lock her up, and he's like, oh, that doesn't matter. We don't care about that anymore. He's like, that's that was for the. He's like, that was for the election, but we don't care about that anymore. It's like no, no, no. We we do care about that. We cared about that, and it's again, the, again, dude. All of this stuff, the most obvious things are the stuff that's the simplest to see. It's like Trump knew about the knew about the voting machines in 2012, tweeted about it, talked about it openly many times. He also talked about the vaccines in early in the early 2010s, way back when. Knew about all these things. Per, talked about it. Talked about child sex trafficking, which I will admit, he did a lot of good things for. It's like he knew a lot about a lot of these things. But didn't actually execute on them, and then we're supposed to believe that now, all of a sudden, he's going to. They they said at, They said at The or Steve Bannon said at the event the other day. He's like Trump's going to un- unveil all the documents on day one. Why didn't you unveil the documents four years ago? Why I'm didn't you reveal? Now. Why I'm why didn't now. you reveal the the, the Kennedy documents? Why didn't you do that? So it's like in 2016, we had the benefit of the doubt for Trump where it was like, I'm going to do this. You're going to get sick of winning. We're going to have so much winning. You're going to be so rich. And it's like, we can't say, That's not true because that's how a salesman is. It's like buying something off the internet. I don't know until it's in my hand. So I just have to believe you. Now we have this huge body of evidence of how these things actually played out. And he's running the same playbook, saying what he's about to go do. And it's like, we have all this evidence of these things not occurring. And then people are like, I don't even care. Trump 24.
1: It's like, all right. Well, my next video is Bobby Kennedy explain. Because, like, a lot of Trump influencers will say, they try to cover and they say, like, Trump doesn't know about vaccines, he's a boomer, he loves big pharma. It's actually provably not true. He's actually like super holistic on that stuff. He knows everything. And he had Bobby Kennedy and he he hired Bobby Kennedy to do a vaccine safety commission. Like Trump picked Bobby Kennedy immediately, had him doing meetings with Fauci, but then Trump took a million dollar donation from Pfizer closed the door, sided with Big Pharma and hired two Pfizer handpicked people, as, as Bobby calls them, uh, Alex Azar from Eli Lilly to run HHS and Scott Gottlieb, who ran off the Pfizer from FDA. So Trump, it's not like Trump doesn't know. He does. I found the video. I don't want to play because I don't want a copyright strike. But Trump actually, after he got elected, like you said, he was like, oh, that was just for the campaign. He gave Hillary and Bill a standing ovation at his inauguration. And this is the quote. He said, I'm very honored, very, very honored when I heard that Bill... Clinton and secretary Hillary Clinton was coming today. And I think it's appropriate to say, I'd like you to stand up. I'd like you to stand up. Does a standing ovation. He says, and honestly, there's nothing more I could say because I have a lot of respect for these two people. So thank you all for being here. Um, You know, it's like, so if Trump gives a standing ovation for Hillary Clinton, that doesn't equal DeSantis having a Bush guy next to his side, like, right. You know, like, like, like at least say it cancels out. You can't just say like, that's worse than that. No, what Trump did is worse. But also at that inauguration, People think that he never took money. He took over $100 million from corporations, more than Barack Obama, and inauguration donations or million-dollar donations from corporations, they're essentially bribes. Why else would you think Pfizer wants to pay for Donald Trump's freaking inauguration? Why? Why is Pfizer giving a million dollars to Mitch McConnell's Kentucky GOP to build a building? Because they're buying the Republican Party, just like they buy the Democrat Party. And that inauguration where he gave a standing ovation to Hillary Clinton, Trump took over a $100 million from corporations, the maximum limit from each one, Pfizer, Bank of America, you name a corporation, Trump's sucking up their money. And you can't tell me it didn't make a difference because he closed the door on the Vaccine Safety Commission right when he got it, and then he he hired two hand-picked pharma people to run our government. And this is the sick part that people don't realize. All the people brainwashed by a spell think, oh, he's a victim of 2020. Oh, he never knew. He knew. He hired the swamp. He sided with them. All the stuff that Scott Gottlieb and Alex Azar and Donald Trump was doing, the Bill Gates meetings he had, All of that was paving the way for a lot of the corruption we saw. It's not random that everything happened. You know, it all happened yes. because if you hire an outsider to run the FDA, you're going to get change. If you hire a big pharma person to run the FDA and the HHS, you're going to get big pharma tyranny. You're going to get big pharma socialism. Moderna, the reason Trump was hawking that between November and January 6th before he gave Fauci an award is because Moderna is joint owned by the government. The government and Moderna sued Pfizer. They want all the money. So it's it's a whole big Big government, big pharma scam that Donald Trump was a part of. That's why he calls himself the father of the vaccine. And nobody wants to report on it. So it's not to poo-poo him and say he has no place ever. He's Donald Trump. He's the man. He's one of the coolest Americans ever. It's yep. just to say our party has been co-opted and none of these people care. And all these little grease balls that are out getting $50,000, $100,000 speeches make your money. But the thing is people don't realize these people don't care about you. If they told you what I just said on a, on, a, on, a, on a speaking gig, they wouldn't get fifty hundred thousand dollar speaking gigs. Yep. They have to go say MAGA, 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 suck up all the donor money. They're professional car salesmen. That's why Vivek fits right in because he's like, there's only two genders. And everyone's like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I mean, he must have thought like
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: dude. I mean, dude, I could be I like give me chat GPT for five minutes. I'll say everything you want to hear.
0: Well, it's in another perfect illustration of it is people will say simultaneously that Trump is like too old and feeble and like didn't realize that he had all these swamp monsters around him and like oopsies didn't know about the vaccine (laughs) like he couldn't have known but then he will simultaneously have like an 800 year like 5d chess upside down super secret plan where he puts some like military order in place to like get all the get all the tyrants five years from now it's like he can't be too stupid to see these things and also so smart that he's a thousand steps ahead simultaneously so it's like which one is it and they'll and it's the same thing i said before where it's like if he does this thing if he does this thing it's because he was too stupid if he does this thing it's because he's 15 steps ahead they get it both ways he can say i want to get us out of ukraine and then say in the next sentence if if they don't come to a deal, I'll give Vladimir, I'll give Zelensky more money, more weapons than ever before. And they're like, no, no, he, he's against the war in Ukraine. And then you have you have Lindsey Graham cracker over here, and they're like, oh, it's just because he wants him to get booed. And then he says, oh, I'll, I, you, I'm going to work on you guys. It's like he has both sides of every argument, so that somebody could point to his position and be like, see, here's where he said this. He right. has both.
1: Have you ever once heard me say? DeSantis did this because he's just a fool and it's not his fault that he's foolish. Have I, have I ever once said that? No, everything DeSantis does is what he did. Imagine if I just said, you know, Ilhan Omar, she might be a little too socialist for me. Um, but she means, well, I mean, she's just like too stupid to know the truth, um, <laughs> but she's a great politician because she's constantly doing things that go against my political agenda because she's just too big of a fool, but she's a good fool. I mean, she just keeps hiring the wrong people around her, but her is, it's who I want someone to lead me. That's too foolish to do the right thing. It doesn't exist in politics only with Donald Trump. Yeah. It's like, if he's a fool, that's not good leadership. He's not though. He's not too stupid or too old to do this stuff. People just say that because it it saves them a seat. And, you know, I had Candace Owens on my show, and Candace Owens admitted that after her uh, you know, interview. It's a great interview I had with Candace. She said, after her Trump interview, because she actually provided a little bit of pushback, and Trump said the vaccine's the greatest achievement of mankind. He thinks it's like a moon landing. He landed a Moderna on the moon with freaking <laughs> drunk Buzz Aldrin. No, but, uh, you know, anyway, it's like, so after that, Candace was in a rock and a hard place, right? Because Candace made a, ba- a documentary exposing all vaccines. She's like very outspoken, but Trump said it's the greatest human achievement. So, how do you make do with that like are you going to be a sellout or are you going to back trump what candace tried to do as a nice woman she tried to actually defend trump and make an excuse for him because she's a good friend and she's like i'm not going to sell out myself because i'm not that person but i do like the trump family so let me like try to rationalize why he did this and she like oh you know he doesn't know about this stuff and trump actually got mad at her and that annoyed her she said on my show she's like i'm i'm reaching out trying to help you and you get mad at me for trying to make an excuse for you And I pointed out on my show to her that Trump isn't too old because that's what she said, and I, I think she means well trying to help him out, throw him a bone. He's not too old to know about vaccine injuries. He's not too old to know about big pharma. He knew about it before he ran. He just sold out. He just took the path. It would be like if I knew better... And I just did the opposite. I, I just did what I shouldn't have done. Or I I sided with the lobbyists instead of with the right decision, which is what all politicians do, which is why we oppose those type of politicians and, and push back. It's like there's never been a time in my life, you know, DeSantis flew over to Israel and signed a bill. Not He doesn't know what he's doing. Of course he knows what he's doing. Of course he does. So does Trump. Trump knows what he's doing. Biden might not know what he's doing but you know it's like even he he's not an innocent victim oh yeah. like oh man you know Bi- biden's a really good guy it's just uh you know he just doesn't he's just too old to know what he's doing well then he's a crappy precedent get him the hell out of there if he's too old to make the right decisions he's too old to lead the country you can't have it's it's crazy the spell that trump has people under it's like he just doesn't know anything ever but <laughs> yeah. at the same time he's got a thousand year plan with the time machine He's like the he's like the kid in high school that
0: has like the big house and like the boat, you know. It's like
1: <laughs> it's like it's like well,
0: Trump has the boat, so you know, I want to go, right. I want to go to the party and go on the boat because because the, the girls are gonna be on the boat and like I don't really like him, but like uh. I like him because he's cool and I
1: I want to go on the boat. So, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it's
1: like, like, dude, a- Billy, dude, Billy sucks. You're like. <laughs> Dude, like, just keep it to yourself on the yacht, you know? It's like, we'll go in the yacht and then we'll talk about how much he sucks. But for now, he's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. But that's kind
0: of what it is. It's like, you know, and like, he could say something like messed up right to your face. And in your head, you're just like, react and not get on the boat or or do nothing. And... (laughs) Secure my spot on the boat. It's like literally that's what it is. It just came to me. It's like he's the guy with the boat. You'd let him. You'd let him treat you like shit a little bit because like you like him, kind of because he's got the boat.
1: And that's why he could grab women by the kitty. You know, it's like when he said that, and he was like. You know, I'm a rich man. I just (laughs) grab them and they like it. And then people are like, that's crazy. And I'm like, he's probably not lying. You know, like I never did you ever hear me say he was wrong because he's not. He wasn't saying that he was doing it and they hated it. And like he was like raping them. He wasn't saying that. He's like, I'm so rich. I do it. And they love it. And it's like, do you know how many people probably threw themselves at Trump? He's not wrong. When you have a billion dollars. As much as women, tra- it's funny because I used to live in Hollywood and Los Angeles for seven years, right? And and, and people, were, all these like LA people are like, Oh You know, you know, oh, we we didn't want the movie deal and and the and and these Weinstein type characters are just trying to use us. I'm like, where are all these ethical women in LA? I'm sure they exist, but like I didn't find any in eight years. So I'm like, please point me to them because I'm trying to look for an ethical girlfriend. But like you're acting like this whole town isn't just sleeping with people to get stuff. Like that's what the whole town, dude. I'd be with chicks, we'd be at like a mansion, but their girl would be at another mansion and they want to go here, and he knows the director and this and that. It's a town full of opportunists and people that will literally crawl under the carpet or under the blanket to get a movie role you know what i'm saying so when trump said that it's like yeah that is how like liberal society works and in hollywood it's like when you have a lot of stuff the people there are not like the best people from the south it's like these are the people that want to be famous and rich and there are millions of women that want to be uh you know like sweeped off their feet by a rich guy
0: yeah well it's again the boat example actually is very valid here if you think of it's like think about it we're at a party and there's a girl standing there and you're like dump those dump those bags out yeah let's see let's see what you got if you're on his fucking boat and you're just like he'd be like show me your tits they're like man, i kind of want to be on this i want to be on the boat next time they're just like, okay and like they can rationalize in their head because they really want to be on the boat next time so it's like that's what it is guy with boat (laughs) that's
1: what the is. <laughs> right it's funny because with uh you know the tpsa thing i wasn't there but i got a text or someone and he was like yo there's a yacht party it's gonna have this person and that person i'm not gonna name drop but like yo if i was there i could have been on the yacht it's funny that people still invite me even though i talk a lot of shit because low key i was talking to someone the other day he's like bro out of everybody who, who like says what you say like in that camp he's like you're the only one they never really go after and i'm like because they know i'm telling the truth i'm not i'm not a dissent no offense to bill mitchell but like he's a little weird, like he's a little weird. You know, he was like obsessed with Trump and now he's like obsessed with DeSantis, but it's like unhealthy kind of like weirdo stuff. So everybody fights with him cause it is a little weird. It's like Trump, 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 Now it's like DeSantis. Now he's like, the, he's like the opposite person. Like four years ago, he's like, who cares if Trump grabbed him by the blank? And now he's like, that's disgusting. And it's like, it's like Vivek, I'm not saying you're a bad person. It's just not adding up. You're too emotional and you go this way. I'm not that guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying this for a bad reason. I just don't want our country to be swallowed alive by big pharma again. And I believe maybe I'm stupid. Maybe the elites just run it and I should just shut up and, and deal with it. Like maybe I'm wrong. But if I, I believe that if enough people actually care, That our party can shift. That's what I believe. I think that these politicians get away with what they get away with because they're always pointing. Like Ted Cruz, like look at Beto O'Rourke. You don't want him, of course. I wouldn't even want Beto O'Rourke to clean my pool, let alone you know run Texas. So they they they're master manipulators, and I'm just trying to stand here and say, don't do it. And and I'm trying to figure out if the elites are right. I hope they're not, but like I think they think people are sheep. And I'm hoping people don't keep acting like it. So that's where we're kind of at. And that's why I say this stuff, not to hate on Trump or hate on this person, stand firm and say what you mean and mean what you say. And I believe the country can change. Maybe I'm wrong
0: no exactly because well because the truth will set you free and it's interesting i don't really know who bill mitchell is i follow him on twitter because i saw people retweeting and he made it he made this post about turning point and it was a photo of the crowd and it was like this It was this ai that like counted all the heads and i'm like and he's like there was only 900 people there and it's like i was there first of all and I Guarantee you there was more than 900 people, right? Right, but if you but if you look at the photo, it's like it's like imagine if there was like 100 people standing in a line and I took it low. It's like you know how angles and geometry work, like you can zoom in on the photo and see that one row of people that's got 73 people and it has like one little square on. He's like, There's only 900 people there. That's what I'm saying. It's like
1: he's kind of a he's a a cornball, and it's like that's the type of stupid stuff that people don't like. Like, if you like the standard, there's only 800 people I did an AI scan, Bro, you were the guy three years ago saying Trump had more people there. So like, it's just like, I don't know why Bill does that. I don't hate the guy, but it's like, dude, stop. You it's, know, like <laughs> the
0: thing is, is exactly. But this is the thing, dude, is like the truth is enough. And it's like, if, if we all only told the truth and like, here's, and this is another lesson from that Anthony Weiner documentary, this guy, was a was a seven-term was a seven-term congressman or senator I think a seven-term congressman in New York City and 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 resigned in disgrace from this huge sex scandal His wife forgave him. And then within two years, he comes out to run for the mayor of New York City, arguably one of the most important political positions in the entire world. And they were willing to forgive him because they thought that he was being honest with them. And you could see how all the people start to rally around him because if he was just honest, people are very forgiving and reasonable and people are actually smarter than we think. It's like you don't have to lie about how many people were at the Turning Point event for Trump's speech. You don't have to do that. You could have just you could have said any other multitude of things. But then that message now is a representative of of DeSantis people, people that like DeSantis writ large. And they'll run that one through the mill. And it totally drowns out all the other things that are objective truths and worth paying attention to. I don't care if there was five people at that or 50,000 people. It doesn't change the fact of all the real objective things that we're talking about. And it certainly isn't going to help the country get better which i think is your and my intent for sure
1: and that becomes like the fake like trump versus desantis fight you have like super annoying trump people fighting with super annoying desantis people yeah and i'm like you're both extremely annoying you know yes. like whether you like trump or desantis whether you like hot dogs or hamburgers or whatever whoever you're it annoying. I love, I'm just like Americans, bro. He said What's it's my
0: favorite heck? meat. He's like hot dogs my are my meat. favorite. It's like, it's not meat. It's pig butthole, but whatever. It's my
1: the only, meat. the only way he could have made that more awkward is if he like picked it up to his mouth and was like, gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love meat, 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 meat in my mouth. It's my, yeah. favorite in my mouth. And they're like, dude, just stop but
0: gobbler, yeah
1: yeah, no that, like that's that's what i see like happening on twitter and like socials all the time is like just annoying people fighting with annoying people and it, it becomes this little proxy battle and to be honest that's what the left and the right do too they, they find like the dumbest people on tiktok and the dumbest people on a conservative campus and then people just dunk on them and you know i heard that i i didn't see it so i don't want to speak too much on it but i heard that michael Knowles gave like vivek a super soft interview and then a lot of desantis people are like challenging michael Knowles and he's like oh you guys are so so annoying. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, I, I don't dislike Michael Nose, but I think him and a lot of the people in his caliber have just gotten lazy. Cause it's, dude, how old is he? How old am I? Like, you think I, I hope I could debate a 17-year-old liberal. If I can't beat a 17-year-old, a 19-year-old liberal on a college campus, you know, take away my social media. Like if I, that's the, it's like playing a kindergartner when you're Michael Jordan. So it's like, long story short, it's like they do that all the time and think they're so great. So the second that they get challenged from people that aren't just like trumped out influencers that say basic one-liners, like, you know, Michael knows doesn't do journalism when Vivek's on. He's not asking real questions. It's like a circle jerk. He's got, you know, Ted Cruz on and they're smoking cigars. Like it's like a big... Fest. So it's like, you know, people are starting to get tired of that where it's like, yeah, you make a lot of money. Yeah, you have a thing. But, you know, sometimes people want a little more. And when they demand more, he'll be like, oh, don't say that. It's like, no, nah, bro. You've gotten, a, you know, you're a smart kid. You've gotten a little lazy, dude. A lot of people have gotten really, really lazy. And I understand it. Once you get money, once you have certain status, It's easy to dunk on leftists, but like to have complex discussion about how our party got swallowed alive in 2020 and is now being led by the father of the vaccine and a pharma bro with no pushback. That's a little bit more intellectually complicated, and a lot of these people can't hang. I think he's smart enough, though, and he's been successful for a while. But you know, I think once they feel a little challenged, they get like freaked out. It's like put me back on a college campus, I'll I'll crush a blue-haired liberal. It's like I would hope so. Well, the other
0: thing, too, is that they they've been saying things like they're like the way that I'm being treated by DeSantis supporters <laughs> means that like this is my, this is why I'm but it's just like you. You shouldn't base your decision based on what any psycho person says online. Right. I don't I don't care if every single Trump supporting person or outwardly Trump person, even if they were even if they were loosely associated with this campaign was to say was to lie about me all day up, down, left and right. It wouldn't change. What I think about the actual debate at hand, because if you can get persuaded because a bunch of people yell at you, then you didn't you weren't really too strong in your convictions to begin with. So the fact that they're even saying that just goes to show it's like, I can't believe people are saying this. It's like, yeah, but who cares? Like that's isn't that the game that we're in? We're in a we're in a shit throwing contest.
1: Right. There've been some Trump supporters who've been annoying to me and Q people who've been annoying to me for years with the trust of the plan. When I was against lockdowns, they were saying it was to arrest the Vatican. That annoys the crap out of me. But yeah. like, that's not why I disagree with them on certain topics. It's the logic of like why I disagree. It's not like I don't have a real reason to vote this way. It's just you are annoying. Or like Tim, you know, Beanie, Dirty Beanie Man, Tim Pool, where he's like, <laughs> hey, he's like, ah, the AI image of DeSantis. I mean, I can't vote for him now. It's like, bro, shut up, you fraud. You weren't going to vote for him anyway. It's safe. It's safer for you to just say Trump 2024 and turn into like a surrogate. It's like, dude, there's 15 different examples of him using AI, AI to smear DeSantis, AI for himself, AI to trick people. I'm not saying it's right. It's super wrong and it's super should be. I called out DeSantis. Remember, that's the last live stream we did. I called them out and said it's egregious and they're clowns for not taking it down. But like, that's your reason for not voting. It's not the policy. It's not this. It's not that. It's not the fact that he hasn't changed. It's that. It's like, shut up, Tim. Come on. Well,
0: yeah. the other thing and the other thing too is that again, like, and I don't know, I don't know Tim Pool personally, but any person that would be willing to say that that's that is this plugged in and tuned into what's going on to stake their claim in the sand, it's like, can he go back if he was to believe that DeSantis actually was better for now for the next six months? Would he even be willing to turn on himself what he already said? It's like if you're gonna plant your stake in the ground this early and say that this one individual reason is why he's no good and I'll never support him now as a result. And it's like, and he said, as long as he, if he apologized specifically, let's just say he doesn't. So that means for the next seven months, if Trump did all these bad things and he did all these good things and you thought he was better, would you even be willing to go against what you stated? If you're going to plant your, your your flag in the ground so sternly at this stage with just one piece of information, to me, it looks like you are looking for a reason to do that because you thought it was a safer bet. And I don't know, Tim, personally, but that anybody that would do that, that to me is what they're they're trying to tell me.
1: I can't find the tweet because it was literally from like within the last year or so. I think it was literally within the last year, but he tweeted and said Trump needs to drop out of the race and, and hand it over to DeSantis. Before this is the funniest thing that I was saying. I remember the day it happened and everyone changed. And I'm like, This is like such a psyop. Where everybody felt this way. Tim literally tweeted, Trump should so he's already flip-flop. He said, and I, I never said I never said Trump shouldn't run or Trump should drop out. Dude, let Trump and DeSantis run and let the best man win. I never said you can't run, but that's what Tim said a year ago. And then once the Alvin Bragg arrest happened, everybody switched their stance. You could see polls where DeSantis was leading 65-35 and it flipped 65-35 the other way. And people said, well, if that happened, then I guess I have to vote for him. So it's like literally within a year, Tim's saying, DeSantis is our leader. DeSantis needs to be president and Trump shouldn't even run. It would ruin the party. And then a year later, he goes, I have to vote for Trump at DeSantis to the AI image and IRR, it's like, bro, he's such a fake. You know, it's just, it's all fake. Like, I didn't say Trump shouldn't run. I never said that. I never said I wouldn't vote for him if he ran a better campaign than DeSantis. I'm looking at what's going on and making my decision based off what makes sense. But someone like him, he's already taken a 180 flip flop stance from what he already said. Uh, and I, I, I think though that he would have trouble doing it again. Um, because of how, how hard he's fought in it and how many times he's gotten ratioed on Twitter. Cause everyone's like, bro, this is the dumbest reason to vote for someone. I think DeSantis a, I thing was dumb, but dude, I could count 10 different times that Trump and his campaign used AI images, not just to, you know, brag or make something look cool, like to deceive. They've done it also. It's not. It's not right. It's just like that can't be your reason. That's like saying, well, you know, DeSantis hired a Bush guy. Trump hired 40, but I got to vote for Trump because I don't like Bush. It's like, what? Well, I mean, and here's the other thing, too. The hierarchy of importance
0: of these things. This was an image that was in the video. Not great. Not a good thing. Probably shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it in a video for 10 seconds or Posting on Truth Social a picture of Ron DeSantis with some with some girls when he was in college and suggesting that he was giving alcohol to minors or was grooming them in some way. It's like which one of these two things is worse? It's like how are you going to say that this somehow is worse and thus and thus counts him out when there's objectively a thousand things that are that are equally if not worse on the other side of things. That's why I just don't feel like any person, forgetting even Tim, to suggest that it's it's that definitive because of a single thing. To me, is just disingenuous, especially now. It's like if you're a if you're a sports analyst and you and you place your bet on who you think is going to win for sure in the first quarter, that makes me think you're betting on the game. You know, it's like right. you're not waiting to see who actually is going to win. Your opinion is almost irrelevant now for the next three quarters because you placed your bet in the first quarter and you're gonna you're gonna pretend like that's who's going to win no matter what because you've already staked your claim.
1: I'm gonna just read a few super chats. Someone said, "A great show tonight, guys. Thank you, thank you, Liz." You're cooler than everyone who didn't compliment us. Thank you. Uh, uh, flattery works on me like Trump too. You flatter me, I'll be a I'll be a fan for life. Tip is misery loves company in human who, human forms at Venice Beach Dub Club. Uh, appreciate you, brother, and and look out for his new song to, uh, soon. Stay cool. That's my guy. Um, AF twenty dollars super chat. Thank you um with the ai image too i was like i'm not i thought it was gross i called it out i said they should have deleted it but Mm -hmm. like if you ask me like this is a real i would say like philosophical question but like what's worse somebody taking a million dollar donation from pfizer hiring two pharma lobbyists to run government uh taking a meeting with bill gates offering a position passing what he said through executive order in 2019 signing an 18 billion dollar socialist uh, deal and basically cucking to fauci uh is that worse or is the fact that desantis factually pointed it out and stupidly used an ai image when it took away from the whole video they didn't have to do that it was like him yeah. fauci which was fake there's enough pictures of him standing next to Fauci. like which one's worse i don't like that he used the ai image but what trump did is a thousand times worse it's a really yeah. stupid campaign decision for him to do that uh desantis but is it like ethically or morally worse like that's that like people think tim's so stupid that's like i don't care about anything not war not you know like military industrial complex not the vaccines not the lockdowns not socialism not communism not any policy not anything ever not who you hire not your cabinet not what you've done not your track record None of that matters to me. The only thing matters is DeSantis used an AI image out of context, and I can never vote for him now because of that. Right. And then everyone's like, but Trump also did that a hundred times. And he's also done it to mislead. His campaign has done it to mislead. They've Photoshopped images of Soros there. Like they've done just as bad as things. I'm not, two wrongs don't make a right, but they've yep. done it. And Trump, the Temple's like, I don't care. I wear a beanie. I wear the same beanie every day. Argh. And you're like, okay, dude, (laughs) it's not that's not a real like concern of yours. And that's why he gets ratioed every time he says it. It's it's like I don't. And then, you know, people in his camp, I like them, but they're they're doing the same thing where they're like, oh, the DeSantis people are so annoying. It makes me like Trump more. Yeah, they are. Bill Mitchell's annoying. A lot of DeSantis people are annoying. A lot of Trump people are really annoying. I agree that they're both really annoying but that's i'm not voting because i'm annoyed by twitter users like hey i think trump's the better candidate on everything but his twitter users annoy me and i'm going to vote for it. it's like what the is this how stupid our party is like it's so it it is funny it is but it's annoying
0: yeah, no, it's extremely annoying. And, and I, f- I find it so – I feel like it's a lost cause going on Twitter. It's like every time I go on there, it's like people – it's like how you would make fun of people if you were in high school. It's like all these people that are adults supposedly just like insulting each other's looks and stuff back and forth like they're doing high school smears. And it's like is this even – you guys, it's like if you tweet 79 times in two and a half hours, it's like you're just sitting there tweeting. So it's like you're an adult that is – I assume living their life and you're tweeting 600 times and you're like, you're fat, you're stupid, you're a loser, you're ugly. No one likes you. Like insulting each other's personal appearances and stuff. It's like, are you, do you guys think that you're actually doing something? I think that people just like thrive off of the drama to the point where a lot of this stuff doesn't even matter. And then all the people that want to pay attention and want to be informed come in there and see all of this mudslinging and they're like, screw this, I'm out. And that's the exact opposite of what we want. We want people to be paying attention, but when all anybody can do is be like, you're fat, you're ugly, your <laughs> lips are stupid, you have Botox. It's like the whole message gets lost. And then these people are actually getting real information, but it gets lost in the garbage. I wish everybody would just shut the hell up and talk about what actually really is occurring and just be truthful and honest and not bought and paid for but maybe too too tall of an order to ask for
1: alexander said can i make your merch anomaly for free find my email you should be able to find it my contact on facebook instagram probably website so if you could find my email email it i'll see it um yeah, and I mean that. This is the thing that I've tried to explain to people, and I've I've gone into the Red Eagle Patriot. He's like a little, he's nice guy, nice kid, bright future, but Trump trumped out. You know, he's he's a trumped out little boy. But uh, anyway, I went on his podcast, and he's like everything Trump, everything against DeSantis, DeSimp. Like it's his whole style. I made the argument for why I wanted people to challenge Trump more, um, and most of the comments were saying, I agree with Anomaly, I, I'm still voting for Trump, but he made a point. Like I actually got through to them. And the way I did it was by being honest, being reasonable. And and, and that's how I've always made my videos. And I've, before I even was annoyed by Trump, the reason my videos were so effective for him was because I wasn't just talking to Trump supporters. I was trying. I like talking to Trump supporters. I probably make more money from people who who support conservatives, obviously, and I appreciate that. And I don't want you to think that I don't care about you. And I'm just reaching out to liberals. But if I want to be effective and make a difference and not just line my own pockets, I got to figure out how to be persuasive and wake people up. We need to wake people up, not just cash out. No offense, but the, the, these other people are just cashing out and milking you dry purposely. And they don't give a crap if they lose the election. They don't give a crap if they do socialism. They're milking you dry because that's the smart thing to do. I've probably lost out on millions of dollars by not doing that. But the thing that I was trying to get through to the Trump camp is in a general, you have to do that. I have multiple neighbors I've talked to. I'm not just saying this. No joke. I've asked them where they stand. People aren't on the same political compasses. Some people like Bill Maher. Some people would vote for DeSantis, but not Trump. I've been told that multiple times. People hate Trump. Like multiple women that are my neighbors said... I would vote for DeSantis. I like him, but they also like Bill Maher. And in some cases, they say things that I'm confused by, but they like certain liberals that I can't stand. But that's just how real life is. They've seen certain clips that they liked of them, and that's really as far as they go. And it's just how it works. So if you want to win a general election, you have to reach out. Trump has to reach out. His people need to reach out. His influencers need to reach out to everybody and if you've isolated me and and annoyed me and made me not even feel connected to Trump's campaign, that's not good because I've helped him a lot and I'm not saying he can't win without my help or anything, but the truth is like this echo chamber of Trump has gotten worse and worse and worse and the new like vibe that they have is screw you, I don't care if you agree, F you, you should know everything I know, you should like who I like and if you don't, you're a traitor and you're the enemy and when I ask a simple question, how are you gonna campaign, They're they're so brainwashed that they don't even think they have to. They go, Oh, the election's rigged. The election's rigged, so you don't have to campaign. Yeah, it's rigged. Well, if it's rigged, then why do you care about the election? Why do you care about why are you arguing with me about Trump and DeSantis? If it's rigged, it doesn't matter. Well, I want Trump to win. How's he gonna win if it's rigged? Because he's gonna win. Well, then how's he gonna win the general? Uh, because people like them. Well, so are you going to campaign? Oh, we don't have to campaign. Cause it's right. Ra- like it doesn't make any sense. You, you, and Trump feels the same way as his influencers. He was asked by Brett Byer, how are you going to get suburban women? And he went off about the election being stolen, bro. Yep. We're not asking that question. We're saying if, if you're running this election, you do have to get certain votes at certain point. Don't you No, you don't have to bro. Trump is so clearly in my opinion, this is just my opinion. I think he's the setup to control demolition, the whole movement. Democrats are purposely elevating them because they know that he's easy to beat. They know he's unlikable to the average person. They know that women can't stand him. They know that normies that don't pay attention, he's easy to brand and pigeonhole. And they also know that he's not like witty enough. When when DeSantis answers questions against the media... He, he passes a bill, he does it one time, he makes them look stupid, he makes them look fake, and then he moves on and passes another bill, and they're not even talking about the other bill because DeSantis is actually smart with how he moves. Trump makes a scene interrupts, says something stupid, yells at his own team, yells at this person, yells at Sarah Huckabee Sanders, yells at Kaylee McEnany. They know he's a buffoon. They know he's easy to beat in a general, and they probably already have a strategy with how to beat him, and Trump's not the type to surprise them with some sort of new strategy. He's going to walk into every landmine like he did last time. He's going to walk you into every landmine like he did last time, and and it's like I feel like it's a setup. I'm not, I'm not just going to follow him here or follow him there because I don't like the strategy of it. It seems very hapless and aimless.
0: Yes, I agree. And I think a lot of people, and it's like the amount of people that sit on the political right on a hundred percent of issues that are saying like, I would vote for RFK. It's like, I like RFK, but he is a Democrat. He has Democrat policies. And the reason that they're saying that is because they like him and they like how he's being at the very least honest and transparent and not tripping up on his own words. So it's like, People, the 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 echo chamber is pretending like Trump is just far and away and has got it in the bag, like he said in 2020, when the reality is on the street, your average everyday people don't like him. And, and they are not taking that into consideration. They're spending all their time talking about why DeSantis is so bad, when in reality, he's I think he's the best chance that we have at this present state. And I think that what's going to be really interesting, which I think a lot of people are not paying attention to or not thinking about, is that. There's really three initial primary states that set the tone for the entire United States and how those states behave gets a lot of press and a lot of attention. And if you win one, two or three of those states or you have a strong showing, it sets the tone and all of the elevation gets heightened right at that time. Uh, Desantis's wife went to college in South Carolina. They spent a bunch of time there. They've been campaigning there and canvassing there, doing grassroots stuff in South Carolina. He's also been doing a lot of great work in Iowa. Trump came out and said that the widely liked governor of Iowa is bad somehow, and DeSantis and them and her have been aligned. So it's like if he was to take Iowa and if he was to take South Carolina and have a strong showing in New Hampshire, all this BS that people are going to say for the next three months, six months, could be meaningless. It's like a lot of people are not going to pay attention until the very end. and the fact that everybody is trying to reiterate the point that he should drop out or that there is no chance to me is big time projecting because they don't realize that there's a long-term strategy in this and seven months maybe maybe a short amount of time, but it's a pretty long time in this cycle. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of time till now and then and I think uh, the best man will win in the end.
1: Policy-wise, I'm not saying Trump is Hillary Clinton, but I would say psychology-wise, instead of running the campaign he ran in 2016 and even 2020, he's running a more Hillary campaign, which is, I deserve it, it's mine, and how dare you even challenge me? That's what Hillary did in 2016. That was her hubris, right? That helped her lose. He's also doing the poll thing. Hillary did the poll thing in 2016. They did New York Times like percentage points. Trump has a 9% chance, 10% chance. You know what I'm saying? They had the scales. They had the polls. He's down 20. He's down 30. And they said, don't run. He's got no chance. And why did they do that? Was he really down that much? Maybe, but most likely they know, especially when these polls, some of these polls that they were bragging about, oh, Vivek's tied with DeSantis. It was polling 800 people. 800 dude the the Hodge twin polls got 150,000 people the Hodge twin polls makes more sense than, th- than that poll does but anyway it's like if they can project that DeSantis is losing so much, they can try to pressure him out of the race or they could try to say he has no chance. I'm not saying you got to like this guy or this guy. Uh, I'm just saying it's a very disingenuous campaign. It's saying that the people that told you not to trust the polls for six years, eight years, are telling you to trust the polls. The people that told you that the polls don't matter and we can overcome it over time are the people that are telling you the polls do matter and you can't overcome it and you should just get out of the way. The reason that they're elevating Vivek, if, if DeSantis shouldn't have ran, why? Why did Vivek have to run? Why is Vi- why How does Vivek challenge? Because Ve- Vivek is the guy to kick DeSantis out of the race. They're afraid of DeSantis. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying he's perfect. And I'm not saying he's your best friend. But the left is more afraid of DeSantis than they are of Trump. The right is more afraid of DeSantis than they are of Trump. Trump is more afraid of DeSantis than they are of Vivek. And that's why they're doing everything they're doing. And for those, and this is another thing that's so annoying to me. Listen, say, if you say, I like Trump, I'm going to vote for Trump. I don't care, whatever. But people are actually coming to me. Multiple people are saying, Anomaly, if the left is so afraid of Desantis, then why isn't the media afraid of him? What? Are you kidding me, dude? There's a whole compilation that Desantis's team made of them saying that Desantis, has, that MSNBC, CNN, Washington Post, all of them saying Desantis is the scarier version of Trump. He's the more far-right version of Trump. He's the smarter version of Trump. He's actually smoother and he seems nicer, but he's actually further right and more conservative. There's 10,000 clips. Even if I, I don't, I'm gonna vote for Desantis over Trump at this point. I'm not gonna say, oh, the media loves Trump. Well, the media loves to make money off of Trump, but they've yes. also slant they've, they've slandered Donald Trump more than they've slandered anybody in modern history. That's a mm-hmm. fact. Why they did it is debated, but you would never you get what I'm saying. I'm not so fake to say, oh, you know, oh, the media really uh, never said anything bad about Donald Trump. Are you joking, dude? They said more mean things about him than any person should ever say about anyone but that this with DeSantis dude, they've said a hundred thousand things against him, but people that's, what's annoying me about the Trump campaign right now. It's, it's also fake. It's like, Oh, well I can't vote for DeSantis cause the media doesn't hate him. Of course they do. You just, you don't see it cause you live in, you know, true social world or whatever, but they've yeah. said crazy bad things about him. And also hundreds of times they've said he's a scarier candidate. He's further right. He's more conservative. He's better. He's pulling like, you know, he's pulling higher in, in swing States. Um, yeah, I, I made a I made a comment
0: uh, yesterday where uh, or on on Twitter and I said, you know, if if people really thought that DeSantis had no chance and he was so far behind in the polls that he might as well just drop out and he's not really a threat, they wouldn't be talking about him. Just like you're not talking about Haley, uh, uh, Nikki Haley or Chris Christie. Nobody talks about Chris Christie because Chris Christie is polling at one. They know that he's going to stop. They know that it's pointless. It's futile. So they don't talk about him. He's running just the same. He's out there making noise. He's doing press hits, but they don't take the time to go deep dive and break all of this stuff apart. If they really thought that DeSantis was so far gone and so far out, they would never talk about him. They would just let him flounder and disappear into nothingness and hang his head in shame and disappear. That's what they would do. The only reason that they would get louder and louder and louder is because they sensed that he was a real threat. So I just think that it's very, very early. It's July. Half half the people out there are are getting in touch with nature, hanging out with their family, spending time enjoying their summer. And when kids go back to school and things start to ramp up and we really have some debates and we really start seeing things escalate, the entire narrative, the entire everything could shift between now and then. So it's just so funny that people are suggesting that this guy should drop out. To me, it says a lot more about them than it does about anyone else.
1: I want to answer this because Alex said, I think it's a good question. He said, can you give me your best reason for voting for DeSantis? I'm not pledging my vote till it's over, but I've said this for months now because it's true. If the election were tomorrow, I'd vote for DeSantis. So I'm going to tell you the the reasons, the pros that I think he's better than Trump. And then I'll tell you what I think he's equal at and what he might be worse at. The reason I like DeSantis, I think Big Pharma is the biggest threat to our country. I really do. I think they've taken over the food supply with GMOs, Monsanto merged with Bayer who I've never liked, uh, they, they they have okay drugs, but overall, you get it. Um, they've taken over the television. There's only two countries in the world that allow doctor prescriptions to be on TV. The reason your TV is so shit is because big pharma has a crazy weird deal in America that they only have in two countries. They've taken over both sides of politics. I believe they've taken over our country. They help lock our country down, destroy our economy. A lot of these things, the economic implosion of 2020 and after that, The television, the culture, the media, big pharma is disgusting. And I think that the kids are dying at rapid rates because of fentanyl and legal drugs and opioids. I could go on for 20 minutes about how bad I think big pharma is and how many people I think they're killing. Yeah, they make some good products, but the whole vaccine thing from the national childhood vaccine injury act, et cetera, the COVID vaccine on and on and on big pharma is a massive, massive threat. When America, when push came to shove, you know, after, after everybody made mistakes, after everybody screwed up, I look at results, right? Thomas Massey, he's the realest one. He never, he never slipped up. Who's he endorsing? Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis turned the corner way better than Trump. Who did Trump ever hire that was an outsider against Big Pharma? No one. He hired the swamp and he doesn't even care. At least Vivek fake apologizes. Ben Shapiro fake apologizes. DeSantis has apologized. Trump has never apologized. He doesn't give a shit. DeSantis fired his surgeon general and hired Joseph Latipo. People don't know this, but when the lockdown first happened, there were a bunch of brave doctors wearing white lab coats who went to the Capitol and said, open this damn country up. You're lying about everything. And these are heroes. And they, in many ways, really helped our country. One of those doctors was a black man. I'm just saying for the record, because people will look it up. You know, Joseph Latipo. He's the Surgeon General. DeSantis picked a real one and put him as the Surgeon General of Florida. And he's the one that's fighting against Pfizer. He's the one that's doing a grand jury vaccine safety council. The whole reason that Florida's moving on the vaccine is because Joseph Latipo is the best person in the entire country when it comes to high level health positions. Trump never did that and has no apologies for it. And now Trump to bash Florida is taking left wing stances about the COVID data that he never believed. Trump is a snake. So that's like the major, major reason that I really like DeSantis more than Trump. Another reason too, is you can look at how he governs. He, I've watched a speech at turning point last year of DeSantis and Trump. Trump's was like a story. It's like a clown show about himself. DeSantis said, when I got in office, I put together a team to figure out exactly how to get stuff done. And I did it. The reason he's the first governor to go against central bank digital currencies is because he's not a follower. He just figured something out and got ahead of it. When it comes to the school stuff, who's the governor that's really been leading the charge for years on that? Trump never even talks about it. It's DeSantis. Everybody cares about the childhood sexualization school stuff. It's DeSantis who led the way. Uh, you know, his leadership and his government, every Monday he passes a bill, passes a bill, passes a bill. He took a swing state that was almost blue from a guy who passed out with, like, you know, with a bunch of drugs, Andrew Gillum, in his, in his hotel room. It was mm-hmm. that close, and he turned it red. He won Miami, he won an actual uh, city. You know what I'm saying? He won by eight points. And then these losers like Mike Lindell come around and say, oh, I think he rigged it. You don't think he rigged it, Mike Lindell. You would never say that, Mike Lindell, if he was supporting Trump because you don't actually believe it. You only say that because he's going against Trump and you're a Trump sycophant and you're just somebody who fills up space and says a bunch of things and two out of 10 of them are true and, and you see what sticks to the wall. So all of these things, I think he's more electable. I think he beats Biden. I think he's a better leader than Trump. I think he actually does stuff. I think he fights big pharma harder than Trump. And then everything else, all these things that they're accusing him of, Karl Roth worked on Donald Trump's campaign in 2020. Uh, George Bush, Trump hired 30 of them. Who do you think Bill Barr was connected to? You know what I'm saying? Like Trump's hired all these people. All these things that they say DeSantis is doing, Trump also did. The only thing that I could tangibly look at and say that he might do better is foreign policy, but I'm not even sure about that now because Dan Crenshaw wants to designate cartels terrorists and start a war in Mexico and destabilize the cities. I don't know if you guys know this, but the cartels run the cities. If you destabilize Mexico by starting a war in Mexico, it's going to be worse than Syria and it's going to be worse and there's going to be bloodshed in the streets of America like you've never seen. The last thing you want to do is destabilize the cartels in Mexico. You want to hold them accountable when they come to America but you don't want to start a war with them and Trump and my friend Marjorie Taylor Greene Wants to start a war in Mexico, too. So the one thing that I actually think Trump's better on, which is foreign policy, I'm not even fully sure if, the, if if that's even true. So everything that's bad about DeSantis from the speech laws to this, Trump also does. But these W's that DeSantis goes from electability to big pharma to hiring proper people to not like he's better. That's that's how I feel.
0: Yep. I agree with. Every single thing that you said there. And I think that all of that stuff is extremely accurate. And I think that there's an outsized number of voices trying to cloud all of those true objective uh, and subjective opinions and facts. And that is why I think that what is important for us to do and what we are doing is coming out and at the very least pointing these things out. Because the people that are pointing them out are taking the most kickback right now. And it, and it's like the louder that we get, they can't attack everybody. So at the very least, simply pointing these things out I think is the messaging that needs to happen between now and the next couple of months. And all of these people that are screaming about how he's so bad, I think that all of those things are going to fade over time because there's still a lot of time leading up to this uh, to this primary. And it's like you can only call Ron a rhino meatball so many times before it doesn't mean the same thing anymore. And the fact that they're like unloading all their firepower early to me is a strategic mistake. So we'll see, but that's what we are going to continue to do from here going forward and have done already.
1: Real quick, I want to address this super chat. Someone said, how about the two anti-free speech bills DeSantis signed with while in a foreign nation? What about that? Yeah, I think it's insane. I've I've been calling that out since 2019 and there's two new ones as well. Here's the thing that I'm trying to say. I will never act like I agree with it. I don't. I will never say it's amazing. It's insane. I think it shows his true colors that where he's flying to pass the first and second, probably, and third ever bill passed. I think it was two. The first bill ever passed in a foreign nation for florida was desantis he passed them both in israel Mm -hmm. i disagree with that but the thing is when it comes to that topic this is all i'm gonna say all these further right people that say trump 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 oh i i disagree with desantis on that so i have to vote for trump trump does the same thing he just doesn't fly there when he does it he passed an executive order on college campuses that had the same exact uh definition of anti-semitism that desantis did you know if you look at who trump pardoned he pardoned um, this this uh, a fraudster criminal who just went back to jail after Trump commuted him from Lakewood. Uh, he pardoned Kushner's father who had some crazy sexual blackmail scheme with the brother. Look up that story. It's insane. And Trump actually pardoned an Israeli spy who stole American secrets and Trump sent him back to Israel and he got like a hero's welcome when he went there. So all I'm gonna say is I don't two wrongs don't make a right. I'm not saying that, but people are lying to you when they say, oh, I can't vote for DeSantis because of that. I'm just being honest. They both do that. Kennedy's going to do it, too. Th- that should say everything people need to know that all the presidents are going to do that. There's not going to be a single one that's not going to do that. And that should tell people what they need to know, why they should pay attention and why they should speak their mind, because the Republican Party and the Democrat Party aren't going to save you in the, on that topic. But the thing is, for the people that are saying, well, well I have to vote for Trump because of that, it's like that's why I, I disagree with it, but it's not it's not like Trump is above him on that topic. They're exactly the same, in my opinion. So I weigh that in. It, it's, it's like with the, you know, the Bush stuff. It's like, do I want someone connected to Bush? No. But does that disqualify DeSantis when Trump has done exactly the same thing, but 10 times worse? No, I, I'm not like Tim Puala well he did an ai image and he did 30 ai images but that one makes me the most mad so (laughs) i i have called that out since 2019 and i i will continue to despite how many times i'll i'll get smeared by the media and certain religious figures but uh yeah i would say i'm not thrilled with that i've been vocal about it and i'm glad that people finally care about it and the funniest part is in 2019 No one was saying it. I was calling out Trump and DeSantis being like, I don't like these bills. Now everybody's calling out DeSantis just because they like Trump. And to be fair, there's a lot of DeSantis influencers that are now calling out Trump with his lockdown stuff that never did it in 2020. And I'm like, does anybody actually care (laughs) about what they're saying? Or do they just want to win so bad? You know, like everyone wants to win so bad. They'll pretend to be someone for a year and they're like, okay, back to who we were. So great, great question. Thank you for uh, the super chat. And I see it. I've, I've called it out, but I don't I don't see how that would disqualify him against Trump. Like if I had to pick one over the other, it would it would be DeSantis.
0: Yep. And, uh, and I need to dip. We're almost at two and a half hours. Yeah. But I will just say, just remember, Trump has the boat and everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody just wants to go on the boat. So let's keep that in mind. But but don't but don't get it twisted. There's other people with boats. They're just not. Maybe their boat is not as big, but it still floats. It still floats and it'll still be fun.
1: Are you trying to say it's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean? Are you trying to... No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> but it's like that to me, I don't know. That just like came to me. It was like a gift. It was just like Trump's the guy right. with the boat.
1: <laughs> Real quick, we have a website called StreamRare.com. Like DreamRare, my my tag, it's streamer S-T-R-E-A-M-R-A-R-E. All our info's on there. Go to StreamRare.com. We're going to continue to put out news articles. Where else can people find you, Bobby? I'm sure they want to find... Find you Uh
0: just go to followbobby.com. Followbobby.com. All my links are on there. And I'm
1: at take naps on Instagram. All right. You heard it here first, Dreamer Podcast. Time flies when you're on a boat. Let's yeah. say that. Let's see <laughs> Time
0: flies when you know the guy with the boat.
1: Hey, what's going on my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, Stay blessed, Long Sleeve. God is great, Long Sleeve. And lots of more cool items coming soon. DreamRare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash RareTalk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the DreamRare.com shop and Patreon.com slash RareTalk. So thank you guys for keeping the show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week. It's annoying. So I don't do it. Stayintouchwithme.com. It helps me take back some power away from big tech. Telegram t.me dreamrarechat dream rare chat or at dream chat. Due to censorship, I post all my live stream and videos there sometimes i have some bonus content and i try to give people a heads up when facebook or youtube won't dream rare chat at telegram my instagram is at dream rare thanks for everybody following there for shorter content and DreamRareLinks.com. links.com that's DreamRareLinks.com. has all my stuff my podcast on spotify apple Podcasts. my music on spotify and apple my rumble page my bit shoot and gab page All my links are found at DreamRareLinks.com. Thanks for watching, folks. God bless you. You already know I'll be back with more content soon. Appreciate you.